before you felt really good (laughs) and another another show starts with us talking about our weight loss gonna be talking about the uh all sorts of stuff today but uh yeah that's how Freddie and I start most days. How's your weight? What do you, how, was that a yellow food? Was that a yellow food or was that a red food? Did you put in? Anyway. Hey, everybody. What do you want? What do you want from a, a couple of guys? We're just doing what we can. You want to uh, You want to leave the convoy for uh, the actual show and just do like emails now oh, yeah. and we say hi to people sure. and such? We got lots of emails. And the such. Mm-hmm. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. They are come down. Da, da, da. Uh, okay. By the way, Hebsher's uh, with us today. We'll talk some sports. We'll talk some Olympics, I guess. Yes. Starting soon. Canada's hockey team has been announced. Did you make it? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's just crazy what's happened with that. I mean, we were supposed to be all excited right now. The best against the best. Even Tim Hortons is still running commercials. They had done a whole campaign and or filmed a campaign or whatever you call it. Digitized a campaign in the summer about, you know, Tim Hortons going get your Olympic hockey cards with yeah. Sidney Crosby and Nathan McKinnon and all these guys. And that's not going to happen. But the commercials are still on. It's bizarre. Because for people who don't know, because none of those guys are going to be playing on the team. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll get to that. We can talk about uh, some of the stuff you and Hebsey uh, hashed out uh, when you were on his show last week. Always, enjoy- I had a great time. I was actually his first guest, and I love the broadcast, and, and we'll talk to Hebsey. Anyway, he's on the show. We'll talk weed. Also, Dan Duran will be here later talking about shaving his pubic hair. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but first, what does Bob Singer have to say? Fred? Uh, hi, Hummel and Fred, longtime listener, uh, and SWSTD. What is that, Howard? I'm sorry, I'm stupid. You're not stupid. So on swing thoughts, instead oh, okay. of call- on swing thoughts, instead of calling our listeners Hundy Peas, oh right, yes. I call them swing thoughts devotees or oh, STDs. Okay. Clever, that's huh? okay. Oh, so clever. Anyway, Howard, I can't believe you haven't had an ace. Mm. Hang in there. Remember, decade, insert sound effect here, said we are not we are not to go at the flags unless blame Scott. I have no idea what this is. It yeah, maybe I should have read this one. Talking about They're all just references to stuff on the golf show. Oh, okay. This is your year. Hope to see you at the Glen Cairn invite again this year. Very nice. P.S. Don't, uh, P.S. don't dump on me because I have six holes in one. All good ones, too. But that's another story. So what's Blame Scott? Is this a guy you know? Uh, Blame Scott is a guy that I work with out of the States who's developed a system of, of scoring that basically you don't go for a lot of flags. You try and play to the safe sides of the greens. Doesn't matter. Oh, right. If you want to hear more, uh, listen to... The Swing Thoughts, part of the Humble and Fred podcast family. That is true, though. When I'm golfing in a par three, if I get it like anywhere on the green, I feel like you would if you got a hole in one. It's mission mission accomplished. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, I'm not. What? I'm on the dance floor. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't know how interesting this will be to anyone, but, you know, the the guy uh, that Brad Pitt played in Moneyball, that whole movie about how. I can't remember the guy. It was a manager of the Oakland A's who developed Billy, a system. Pardon yeah. me? 
Billy, uh, what's his name? Right, Billy Ball. No, not Billy. But yeah, his, what was his name, though? Billy, uh, not awful. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, in that movie, the whole thing's about how they developed a system using statistics to predict how a player would, I guess, perform basically versus what they traditionally use. So Scott Fawcett is a guy that I've been working with for a couple of years, most a lot more last year, who developed a system that PGA Tour players use based on statistics that helps you. It's, it's, they, a lot of people criticize him because they think he's taken some of the artistry out of the game. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, okay, guys, okay, guys, uh, says uh, Rob Westerhoff. I've had, a, I've had enough. I've had to fast forward your show to avoid the Ozark spoilers. I didn't think we gave any. Got slammed by a Ray Donovan reveal, and I had my wordle ruined. <laughs> Discuss amongst yourselves, but please keep them off the fucking podcast. Thank you, says Rob. Hi, guys. Now I'm convinced this is just a bit with uh, with Rob. Hi Westerhoff. guys. Oh yeah, do you know him? No, no, be, oh, okay. no. It would, it, honestly, because nobody could be that wound up over that. So he's 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 just yanking our chains now. I mean, we didn't give any Ozark. Uh, I know we didn't. Spoilers? What? What? Uh, the next one is from Brad Urbanowitz. Hey, Howie and Fred, I'm uh, with you guys too on this whole thing. Wordle. Yeah, I must be an all right wordle. You missed that part. (laughs) Yeah, where does it say wordle? I'm with you. I'm with you guys on this wordle thing. Oh, I thought it said whole thing. Jeez, there's my glasses. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. I said this whole thing. I know. I must be an old 32-year-old because I don't get the uh, infatuation over this Wordle thing. Uh, it just must be something the kids are doing these days. Also, Fred never really came at that girl on the radio show the other day. Uh, there definitely is something else going on with her. It was still an amazing show because she kind of came in and hot, and it seemed uh, for no reason. Uh, thanks for the great shows, as always, guys. Brad Urbanowitz. Is there really is there something wrong with your glasses? Because you read the word in you read instead of the word interesting, you read amazing. Did I really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm wearing my readers right now. (laughs) What do you normally wear during the show? Uh? What do you normally wear during the show? Well, I have prescription glasses now, but I leave these readers down here if I'm just whipping around during the day and my readers are upstairs. And today my readers are upstairs or my prescriptions are up. So I just threw these readers on thinking they'd be all right. But that's no excuse. Oh, no, I'm just curious because I was like, I'm reading, I'm reading along with you. And I'm like, I, I don't think that word's amazing. Uh, this is from Zach Altilia. Fred, Fred, after all the talk about dogs and you not wanting to commit all the years to a new puppy, have you thought about fostering? Less commitment and less of a financial hit. Just a thought. Still the same love. And he goes on to see talk about some shows. Uh, something called Home Game on Netflix. It's about uh, Calcio Storico, a game played in Florence. Maybe ask Tim Daniels about it. We should. The game is nuts. Makes rugby look like a game of tiddlywinks. Love the show. Zach. I was at a dog park yesterday with Stan. I was in the East End. 
There's a place near Rachel's place that I take them. And I was literally 15 minutes and I'm freezing. But I thought of you yesterday because there were there was a dog walker woman. I believe she was a woman. Again, I don't see gender. But she was a dog walker, and uh, she had just come from her shift. And, you know, you can tell they've got all the leashes. You know what I mean? Like the, like leashes everywhere. She had, mm-hmm. And she had her two dogs there, and I was talking to her. One of them was a blonde, both blonde labs, but it was a nine-month-old blonde lab puppy. It kind of reminded me of Billy, right? Just... Yeah. They're just the sweetest goddamn dogs. Mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you right now, I, that dog played more with me in 10 minutes than Stan does in a week. Because, you know, mm-hmm. Stan doesn't, he's a bit whatever. But I, uh, I got to tell you, those are, that, would be a, that would be a tough dog not to take home. Yeah. Just so sweet. Mm-hmm. As for Zach, I mean, uh, the fostering thing doesn't work for me either. Part of it's, you know, freedom of movement and who knows what's going to pop up while you're fostering. And secondly, I would I, I, I would fall in love yeah. with the dog. And short term, that wouldn't work. So uh, thanks for the advice or the recommendation or the opinion. But mm, no. Nah. Well, no, I, I should have brought it full circle because I spent 10 minutes with that dog. But if she had told yeah. me to take it home, I would have. You know what I mean? Like, I, I couldn't foster yeah. a dog for the same reason. I mean, like, oh, what at the yeah. end of whatever period of time. I just would end up with more dogs. Yes. 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 My, uh, you know, my daughter keeps talking about getting a, another dog, too. And for me, that's a perfect distance for my my age and my situation. Just have a little grand dog would be fine. As long as it's behaved. Oh, yeah. As long as it's, yeah, obedient. So. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, there's uh, that's it. I think we've uh, covered most of it. So I guess uh, let's uh, let's do this. Let me see where this one is at. Okay, here we go. Dan Duran time. The following episode of Humble and Fred is brought to you by Gig Sky, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Health Gauge, Canna Cabana, GoDaddy, and our newest sponsor, Manscaped. If clean balls are important to you, and I know they are, get Manscaped for a cleaner ball every. Every time. And now here are two men whose nut game is on point. It's Humble and Fred. Bum, bum, bum. We've already set up the show. We can talk about this convoy in a second, but first we really need to talk about talk about the uh, amazing contest that is going to end today, at least week one of this contest. Uh, do me a favor, though. Talk to the folks about one of your fine. Uh, well, the retirement Sherpa was on yeah. the show yesterday. More great information about, uh, you know, planning your future, all the things that are involved. You know, it keeps getting back to having a guy. You're seeing all sorts of commercials on television these days about not needing a guy and doing it on your own. Well, you know, sounds pretty bold, but in reality... You know, you need somebody who knows what they're doing. You really do. And it's even been proven as short term as these other companies have been out there. Uh, 
uh, pretending you can do it on your own. Uh, it's proofs in the pudding. You need a guy. You have a guy. You do better. That's all there is to it. The retirement Sherpa should be your guy. RetirementSherpa.ca. He's Tim Niblett, a portfolio manager. Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. RetirementSherpa.ca. Uh, just one question, though. What's that? What if you don't have any pudding? Where do you find your proof? <laughs> proofs in, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So where? Yeah. So the proofs in the pudding. As long as you're making pudding, what if you have Jello? What if you're having, you know, rice pudding? You know why I said that? Because Dahl yesterday said to me, I'm going to make some of that rice pudding. And I said, oh, good. I like that stuff. And see, those little things stick in your head. And that's probably why. Out of nowhere, I pull up that term. <clears throat> the mind is a very, very uh, <laughs> funny thing. Howard. Yes, it is. They can play games on you. Know. No, I know. But, you know, it's the kind of thing where if I'd said the proof's in the pudding, you'd have been, oh, really? Where are you going to get the pudding? Oh, no, I know. Absolutely, I would have. I would have hammered you. Oh, man. I don't know what probably made me cry. Uh, here's the thing. Humble and Fred and Dewar, makers of the world's most comfortable pants, present the world's most comfortable contests. All you got to do is use the phrase, love pants. In the comments on our Facebook page and social, you'll automatically be entered to win a weekly prize of a pair of pants. And, and by the way, we'll, we'll uh, after Boone uh, drops in today, uh, maybe we'll pick a winner and announce the name of the weekly pants prize. But in a couple weeks, we're going to give away a huge prize of pants and lots of other stuff. Enter as many times as you want. Don't forget to use the promo code LOVEPANTS at doer.ca for 15% off at checkout. Uh, That's uh, LOVEPANTS. Anyway, it's going to be great, man. LOVEPANTS. And 15% off. Come on. Um, I'm sitting here this morning in my basement wearing my lined Dewar jeans because it's so cold. My basement's never been this cold. I've lived here 25 years. It's crazy. <clears throat> and you're wearing... I love those lined pants, by the way. They keep you warm. Is, yeah, this is usually a pretty warm basement. But I, it's never been this cold. And I'm going, I was looking around yesterday thinking our window's open, but the sun was shining, so the furnace wasn't coming on as much. <laughs> Excuse me. And... Um, it made it, like, polar down here, Howard. Polar. Well, when we ended the show yesterday, because I keep the door to the residence open for Stan in case he wants to come down here, because he spends most of the time upstairs, and uh, I was freezing. I uh, just want to say the uh, grand prize in a couple weeks from Dewar, Fireside Denim, all-weather denim, a t-shirt, a toque, and a scarf. And all of that, uh, if you enter using the promo code LOVEPANTS, that gets you 15% off, but if you want to just go and... You know, win a free, a free pair of pants. You can. So, uh, do, what do you? How do you want to start this? I've got all the clips in front of me. If you want to just set it up, then I will. Uh, I'll play the uh, Laura Ingraham thing for you when you're ready. Well, it, it's it's just an indication of where we're at in the world nowadays, and how stuff can you know be passed around and then actually arrive in the lap of news. Uh, you know, news agencies and be blown out of pro- proportion. And in this case, you know, it's Fox News that loves to play games and tell lies. And Joe Rogan, who, you know, has this reputation of being a smart guy, but says so many stupid fucking things. It's unbelievable. Uh, and then, yeah, 
And it's all about this truck convoy mm-hmm. that started out in Western Canada. And it's it's a truck void, uh, <clears throat> convoy disguised as a protest against truckers having to be vaccinated when, in fact, the Canadian Truckers Alliance is against it. And most Canadian truckers don't care about it and uh, don't want to be part of it. It's just an excuse for anti-vaxxers to make noise. And, and Howard, there's so much to this. You know, there's been clips, you know, a lot of racist comments being made and these guys yap and this is going to be Canada's January 6th and. So, as you said before the show, it's the usual suspects. It's it's the dickwads. They're using this as an excuse. They're using the uh, the trucker vaccine thing as an excuse. And then you get profile people adding their two cents, and it blows it way out of proportion. Yeah, I don't know where to start with you. I mean, yeah, it's, they're that, saying... So here's the, the, the big lie. We'll call it our Canadian lie, is that there's 50,000 truckers. 1.4 million people or so. Uh, Guinness records, the longest convoy it's ever mm-hmm. been. And I kept asking you, I mean, I've tried to find several different reports, but about how long it actually is, but they're all basically parroting each other. Somebody said it was 50,000, so now everyone in that world is reporting it's... Well- 50,000 truckers, and it's not. Well, that's speculation. It could be, because as it comes across the country, people join, but also people leave. You know what I'm saying? So if you can't come all the way to Ottawa, you join it and then duck out and go back home or whatever. And a lot of the trucks are F-150s, probably with, uh, you know, gun racks behind them. But, I mean, that's the profile of the people, and it's just weird. And then, anyway... The main part of this story this morning is that the night before last, Theron Fleury, who was a Trumper, you know, he loved Donald Trump and he yeah. loves every he loves everything far right. Went on Fox News with Laura Ingraham the other night and just was fucking spewing this shit, this fantasy shit. It was crazy. You have it. I have that clip. Yeah, just before we and just for for context too, you know, Theo Fleury's had his troubles, and and even before. This incident, as you say, he was, you know, a Trump supporter, strangely enough, but also a real sort of hates Trudeau, real right wing. And and that's fine. I mean, you're allowed to do that. But here he is on. uh, (laughs) I just love this song. Convoy. (laughs) USA. Hey, convoy. Anyway, here's uh, I gotta take that down. Here is um, I don't know how much we want to play this, but here's Theo Fleury with Laura Ingraham. By the time we got into Tulsa Town, we had 85 trucks. And I mean, let's face it, Canada has a lot of things they wish we had here in the United States. For instance, they have no First Amendment in Canada, which means government can punish citizens for saying things it doesn't like. Of course, there's universal health care, and they tax CO2 emissions in Canada both of which the Democrats want to impose here. Let's just stop that. When you when you hear her say that, first of all, again, if you're an American watching this, you might actually believe that we don't have a First Amendment. Now, theoretically, it's true. We don't have it in our Constitution, freedom of speech. We don't. Okay. But we do have it. A, I'd like some examples of what she's talking about but remember this is a network for america's dunderheads simpletons so she says that's how why it's damaging yeah joe goober in tennessee 
eats that up. That's that's his fact now about Canada. Yeah. Um, now I I was gonna record this because every time you stop it, you have to wait. I apologize, everyone. You have to kind of wait for it to. Here we go. Pretty obvious to me that so, want to impose here. And now, liberals' Canada envy extends to COVID. And my next guest says that should terrify Americans. Joining me now is Theo Fleury, former NHL phenom and two-time Olympic gold medalist. Theo, great to see you. Um, It does seem like there is a subtle creep by leaders here in the United States to make us more like Canada. But in your estimation, as a Canadian, that would be a mistake? Yes, very much so. Um, you know, basically for the last two years, um, basically for the last two years, we've had a prime minister who has uh, vaccine derangement syndrome where he, every day he stands up at the stump and that's all he talks about. He doesn't talk about the economy. He doesn't talk about the supply chain. He doesn't talk about, you know, us losing our rights, lockdowns, nothing. It's, it's just straight vaccines but what's happening laura is right now in canada we have one of the biggest revolutions happening and you probably haven't heard about it because nobody's talking about it but uh right now there's 50,000 truckers and about 1.4 million people headed to the parliament in ottawa and they're going to stay there until now just quickly if there was 50 uh, if there should just be aerial views up the yin yang of this 50,000 right. foot or 50,000 mm-hmm. long trucker. Yeah. And 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 your your point is that there was might be 50,000 if the you know every city you go to you add a few thousand people running around with this thing. Yeah, yeah but they're saying in Ottawa on the weekend, yes. you know, there might be a couple thousand. Yes. If there's more than that, it's not going to be 50,000 no. and there's not going to be 1.5 million people. No. But then he goes on Fox News. You know, and I know he's been through a lot, but still, don't fucking go on that network and diss our country. Thank no, I know. You. I don't know if I can Trudeau pick it up. Resigns, there we go. Or they give us back. Oh, so that's the thing. They're, they're going there and they're saying Trudeau has to resign. Yeah. Did you actually? Well, because I, I was doing something else quickly while you. It, the issue is 90% of these truckers, the Trucking Association, the Canadian Trucking Association, they're, they're vaccinated. I can't go back to that clip now. Sorry. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. They're, the point is they're asking truckers going back and forth across the border to be vaccinated just like the rest of us why can't they just do that and most of them have in fact the canadian truckers association whatever that is uh they're not endorsing this con this this protest no not at all the freedom like, this convoy. is really a nothing story this is yahoo anti-vaxxers using that issue as an excuse to jump in their trucks and play some games these fucking rednecks. You know, and Laura Ingraham. Yeah, you should want to be like Canada. No, I know. Laura? I, like when she was saying that, that the liberals want to have universal health care. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. Imagine all those fucking poor people that watch your network that could actually go to the hospital. Yeah. And not die of obesity. <laughs> I was looking at, I think it was in 2017, Canada emerged ahead of the United States in uh, personal wealth. Um, you know, uh, ownership of houses, you know, um, basic health, longevity of life, every goddamn indicator, we beat the shit out of them. 
That's what socialism has done for us. The average Canadian is in way better position than the average American. So you should want to be like us. Well, and that's what I don't understand. And I've said this a couple times recently, that the people that are most affected by the right wing of the United States media and politics, the people that are most affected are the ones, the poorest people in that country Mm -hmm. are the ones that buy into this the most. Yeah. And, and those are the people that would benefit the most of having policies that included some health care. This is what I was looking uh, I was looking for this before the show started. In November of 2021, the prime minister announced that all Canadian truckers looking to cross the border from the United States would need to be vaccinated in order to avoid a 14-day quarantine. The initiative took effect January 15th. The U.S. implemented a similar policy last Saturday. It's not just us. The governments have decided that in in order to ease the flow, let's all just be vaccinated, you know, especially if you're going back and forth. And and guess what? If traveling from town to town like us truckers do, Mm -hmm. wouldn't you want people who are obviously taking our goods and services Mm -hmm. across the country? They're going across the country. Mm -hmm. You would absolutely want those people to be vaccinated. I know. And... Yeah, Flurry just looks like an asshole. It's it's interesting. You know, I'm trying to think, do you ever see him on him on Hockey Night Canada or used in any real no. hockey stuff anymore? And I you know, he's he's made his bed that way. But what he said there to a national American audience is just bullshit. All of it. Even that stuff about Trudeau. You know? And we've come through COVID a lot better than the Americans have because of, you know, our lockdowns and restrictions. As aggravating as they are and as punishing as they have been. But, yeah, don't let this happen to America. Give me a break. Here's uh, our prime minister in a short clip where he will say Canadians 73 times. It's important to underline the close to 90 percent of truckers in this country are vaccinated like close to 90% of Canadians over the past many months and years now Canadians have stepped up to protect each other to protect our frontline workers to protect our elders, to protect our young people to protect people like truckers who are putting food on our grocery store shelves Canadians have stepped up to do the right thing to protect the freedoms and the rights of Canadians. Okay, we're at 39 seconds. He said Canadians four times. (laughs) To get back to the things we love to do. The small fringe minority. Anyway, so he goes on to say Canadians a bunch more times. Yeah, and, you know, really, that's the gist of it. I mean, we've all bought in because we've decided it's for, you know, it's best for all of us if we if we do this. And yeah, and you know, listen, I've second guessed it. You know, this latest lockdown, I've second guessed it. But in the end, you know, we'll probably be better for it. Easy for me to say you and I have still got paychecks and, you know, really can't speak for those that have been really, really harmed by this, but... 
hey, that that was the decision. That was going to be our strategy. Everybody pull together. Everybody get vaccinated. Everybody do their part, and we'll get through this. That was the Canadian strategy. Yes. Look at the American strategy. It's different. Well, Fine. it's different, and yet, you know, you could, uh, you know, sometimes I would just like to have a discussion about what if the other side what what's motivating Theo Fleury and Andrew Shear to make statements of support and different? I mean, at least Aaron O'Toole is kind of like not answering any questions directly, but but something's going on with these people, and it's not all like I just thought last night. They're not all idiots and stupid, and they don't know what they're talking about. They're just people like us who who chose a different narrative a different reality a different not a team because we're really i don't know if you know this we're all on the same team but there has to be something and i'd love to talk to theo Fleury or someone like that that mm-hmm. wasn't you know chris sky and just sit down and go like what what was it what is it about mm-hmm. all of this that you chose this way because they're no different than we are i'm not saying that like, I can't imagine one of us, and I've also had this thought, what if when this all began, I was an anti-vaxxer or vice versa? We, we still want to, like, it's easy to say, well, we'll just never be friends again, but that wouldn't be true. I mean, hopefully. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're friends with some of these people, and they're not all batshit crazy. They just bought into a different narrative than we did, than most people did. <sighs> Uh, but even this, I, I know. But t- to me, you know, we've thought about this before. Sometimes in Canada, we, we're up here and we're smug and we you know, think we're not like Americans. Well, you know what? There are some Canadians that are like those Americans. And a lot of them happen to be out west. And, um, you know, there's this new party. They're talking about, oh, I had written it down and I upstairs. And there's some whacked out party out west and i'm convinced the the basis of that is a lot of what's going on in the american far right right now they're afraid that white people are going to become the minority that's the seed of it okay you know that's that's the seed of some of it you know Mm -hmm. i'm sure and and let's say it's most of it Mm -hmm. but listen and then there's also a lot of canadians there's also i should say a lot of americans that are like canadians they want health care they want what's Mm -hmm. best for everyone they you know the way the right demonizes left-wing politics in the states and again i know most people listening aren't as into it as we are but i can just tell you from our observations there's a lot of people there that want to do good for the whole country they're just demonized as socialists and communists and Mm -hmm. you know and as far as whether we have like technically she's right about the first amendment the freedom of speech it's not baked into our constitution in in us in the same way it's just not but that's fine right i'm just saying like you know it's it, it would be really fascinating i think for both of mm-hmm. us to talk to somebody that we don't think is a whack job to sort of explain to us like what it what how did mm-hmm. you choose this path so different than you know most people even in this truck situation 90 percent of truckers are on board with this yeah and of the other 10%, probably 80% of those them don't even give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, they're here and they're on it. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, those guys, yeah, yeah, go ahead, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want, but, you know, I got to take my kid to a hockey yeah. game. I'm not driving time. across the country in, in no, January. It, exactly. Now, would Theo Fleury 
fit into what you just described? Because I think he's a whack job. What's the use of talking to whack jobs? Okay, but let's say he's a whack job. All I'm saying is there are many people who believe what they believe that we might be able to. That would be a conversation Mm -hmm. versus you're out of your fucking mind. Right. Because I get it. and, and, And again, I'm not saying that there's not something wrong with that point of view as I yes. see it. But oh, I get it. But they're just people until this happened. Yes, I'm sure that the, the white supremacist thing, you know, those people will always look for something to latch yes. on to. And you mm-hmm. said something, I'm not sure if it was before the show or when we started, but it's true that a lot of this is anti-vax hysteria and they're just joining. They don't give a shit about the truckers and their mandates. No. It's just, hey, there's another chance for us to but what, even those people are, are people that until 24 months ago, three months ago, we would have just said, oh, that's that's a guy. That's old buddy. We know him. But, you know, Howard, and I totally agree with that. It's, you know, tough times or drastic times. Mm. You know, often you see this, the true colors when people are sort of pushed against the wall. You find, you know, you find out what they're all about. And all these weasels are just sort of rising to the top and being vocal. And that's what we're getting now. They're not worth the time. Like, I feel like, you know, look at Theo Fleury, two-time Olympic gold medal winner and his great NHL career and what he went through as a child. You know, he was, am I going to say a great Canadian, but a a much admired Canadian. Yes. He's he's thrown it all away for what? For what? Well, I guess if you asked him again, you know, he's we've had him on the show. We've interviewed him. We talked oh, to him. Uh, I'm not sure if it was during the podcast years, but we talked to him about yeah. his book. And, you know, he played hockey in my hometown. So, of course, I've known of him since I was, you know, my dad used to talk about this kid playing for the Moose Jaw Warriors. Turned out to be Theo Fleury. He played for Calgary. Right. All I'm saying, and I'm not dispute this. You understand. I'm not even arguing for them. I'm just wondering aloud, you know, what we're missing from mm-hmm. what he believes. And it would be interesting having a, a discussion, not an argument, and just listen to somebody and say, wow, man, you think so differently. My older brother has sent me many articles that describe what's going on in the, you know, the sort of mass mm-hmm. psychosis, the whatever it is. But something, and I'm talking about fringe people, those people that are just a little bit different than, our, than us, what mm-hmm. is it that they so distrust? Mm-hmm. And we've said it a bunch of times recently. It, it's, I got, by the way, I didn't even tell you this. I got a flu shot on the weekend. I was at my doctor's. I said, oh, by the way, just give me a flu shot. First right. time I've ever done it. Uh-huh. Like, it, it's, what, why are there people like you and I, and most of the people we know, that are just mm-hmm. like, yeah, just give, me, give it to me. I don't need to know what's in it. I, I trust mm-hmm. it. Versus the people are like, oh, the vaccine. Like, where did all that come from? Yeah. No, I like I'm with you. I know exactly what you're saying. But I get back to, you know, I'm not sure Theo Fleury and you're not saying he would if we had the opportunity to interview him. I don't think he falls into that category because he went on American national television and came out with one point five million and fifty thousand truckers. <laughs> yes, and I know we're, lo- we're losing our rights as Canadians and we don't have freedom of speech. How do you talk to somebody like that? No, I know. 
and if you want to listen to the rest of the interview, I'm, I apologize, everyone. I just it, it's just it was too clunky to get. I couldn't stop and start it. But if you watch mm-hmm. the rest of the interview, he goes on to say, you know, this building I'm in used to be filled with people. It's almost like, don't you understand what's happened here in the last? It's almost like he didn't get the two years of the of the pandemic. Howard, when he says that about Calgary, I'm thinking, oh, you mean like Detroit and like Cleveland? And like uh, three or four hundred other fucking cities in the United States of America that were like that before COVID even hit? You mean like that? Yeah. I know. I For know. that to happen in Canada, it's very unique. It was an economic downturn. And yeah, Calgary was slammed. But, you know, that's sort of one example in Canada. And that's during the pandemic. Meanwhile, in the best of times in the United States, how many shitholes are there? <laughs> You know, where you could sit there and go, hey, there's nothing going on around me. You know, there used to be people working here. There used to be commerce and industry. There's an element of grift to this. I'm not sure, again, if we spoke about this. They've raised $4.3 million in a GoFundMe account. I guess to pay expenses for these people that are driving across the country. And just pause for a second. Again, mm-hmm. there might be 50000 in total. But there ain't 50,000 people going across Canada. There's a few thousand, and somehow they've raised enough money, I guess, to pay some expenses. But the problem is now GoFundMe has frozen that account because of they're just not sure what it's going to and, and how it's going to be. I that's, that's the part that I, I wanted to ask you about. Like, How mm-hmm. can they freeze something if, if you and I set up that account? doesn't matter how we've done it how do they have the right to freeze no, it I, I i read about that last night they have there's they have a code of standards or whatever and these people just aren't meeting it whatever that may be i mean i can't get into the intricacies of it but based on how go GoFundMe is structured they need and money of that of that much money they need GoFundMe needs to know where this money is going. What exactly is the charity? Who exactly is going to benefit from it, and why? And they those answers can't be can't be answered, so they've frozen the account. Well, it's all very interesting. It isn't going away. It'll be interesting to see what happens in Ottawa this week. And I, I guess Trudeau's going to resign once he sees all the truckers and the people. He'll probably just he'll we'll have a new prime minister on Monday. Maybe it'll be Theo Fleury. No, I think they're going to go into the parliament buildings, drag him out, and hang him. Oh, okay. Well, first they'll yeah. hang him, and then he'll resign. <laughs> um, all righty, everybody. Uh, we'll get back to this in a second. First, I want to talk about Health Gauge. You know, that's the that's the watch I'm wearing. I mean, is it really a watch? Is it? It's more like a device from the future. I mean, think about it. You know, on this on this device that I have on my wrist, I can look at my oxygen saturation, which I do, heart rate all the time, pulse wave velocity. Uh, I do, but I'm not even sure what that means. Activity levels, obviously, and calories burned. Come on, blood pressure. It's there. It's all there. And I've been seeing a lot of uh, uh, Hundy P's talking about buying the Phoenix. That's what we're wearing, and now you can too. Now you can too. Humble Fred HG for a. 15% discount, promo code, whatever you want to call it. Humble Fred HG at checkout healthgauge.com. It really is the future. We're wearing we're wearing the future on our arms. Humble Fred HG, 15% off at checkout. Freddie P. 
Uh, Gigs Guy, Mark Hipsher is our Gigs Guy guest of the day. Uh, Gigs Guy has launched their travel rewards program. Go to the Gigs Guy app or sign into your account at app.gigsguy.com uh, to check out the program. You know, international travel is, yeah, it's getting back, you know, and over the next few weeks it's going to loosen up even more. Yes, it is. Uh, whether you're pulling up directions, looking for the coolest restaurant or bar, sharing your post-COVID pics on Instagram, you'll want to access data when traveling. You know, all GigSky data plans prepaid, no contracts or recurring fees. You get, to, uh, you get what you pay for, and your service is never, ever throttled. Now, download the GigSky app today and enter code HF2021 for $5 off your first plan, or go to GigSky.com for more information. And don't forget, GigSky's latest service offering includes mobile data while flying. Brilliant! When traveling on selected airlines and routes, you can get mobile data. Go to GigSky.com slash Aeromobile to see the list of partner airlines. That's GigSky.com. Hey, everybody. Gather around. Here comes our favorite sports talk fella. Every week, he entertains thousands of people across the world with his uh, eponymously named Hepsi on sports. And now here he is hanging out with us. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in, really. It is. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot going on with our man Hebsy. Wow. I've been spending a lot of time watching sports i don't know if i don't know if that's the right thing or the wrong thing to be doing but uh when you're up at 4 a.m to watch a tennis match and you say really? to yourself, well, like what am i doing here like it's a guy i don't even know this guy felix Auger, alias sim the guy before him denny shapovalov or is the american they're one of the american commentators intentionally is mispronouncing his name which i why? hate why i haven't asked him but i think it was like when punch him called Frank Mahovlich on the air of Mahalovich. Yeah, right. <laughs> he knew his name. He damn well knew his name. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's in the program every night. Right? Mahovlich. But here's here's Imblack kind of like, you know, giving him a dig back in 1965. Yeah. Uh, which led to a nervous breakdown. A little bit of, I think I'll humiliate him in the media by mispronouncing his name. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, little Frank Mahovlich tidbit. Do you remember Mark? His kids. His dad was the skate sharpener at Lee Side yeah, Arena. Lee Side Arena for years. And it was thing if you needed your skate sharpen, you wanted to wait till you went to Lee Side so Mr. Mahovlich could uh, sharpen your skates. Do you guys yeah. also remember? I remember for some reason being fascinated by the fact that both Peter and his brother played in the NHL. Yes. Frank and his brother, Peter. Frank and his brother. I'm so, Yeah. I just yeah. always thought that was kind of cool because it was sort of unusual back in those days. It wasn't common. And, well, and remember, for, my, no, I just, for my memory, it was like one of the mm-hmm. first sort of brother-brother combos along with the Esposito brothers back in the day. Well, remember the, Richard, the Richard brothers probably. Of course, the Richard brothers. Until that point. But the and the Hull brothers. Okay, so you know what? Yeah. Forget my point. And the Cook brothers. All right, you two. And, uh, I love the fact brothers. that Hebsey leads off with some tennis and then a, a beef from 1965 with Punch Imlach. <laughs> remember, like uh, remember that goal that Peter scored in the 72 Canada Cup Series? I think it was, here, it was here in Toronto, wasn't it? The greatest goal, the greatest goal scored as far as yes. uh, the importance of it. Yes, that turned the series. Yeah. Right. 
And the yeah. surprise of it was like, oh, we we're just looking yeah. horrible. They killed us in Montreal. Yeah. And then I just the, fa- the that fake shot where the mm-hmm. defenseman put his pads together mm-hmm. in anticipation of that block shot style of the, you know, the early 70s mm-hmm. there that, you know, and his whole body kind of, you know, yep. got into that line there and he faked it. And then he went around him and everybody. And then he waited like what seemed like five seconds in the crease before he flipped it up over Trechia. I mean, it was incredible. The timing of it was like, how did he do that? So just remind everyone. I remember everyone, the goal, but not that well. But just, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, just remind everyone why it was significant, as you just sort of uh, hinted at, because we were not expecting the Russians to even have skates. They come here, mm. they dust us. <laughs> like, they honestly, yeah, they I, I mean, if you, the, the stories of that team are legendary. They barely showed up at training camp with, like, burgers and fries and smoking cigarettes, and they're like, well, whatever. Pretty, pretty they, close. They, uh, can I mention this, that the late Pat Stapleton and I were and, and I Stapleton he played for Chicago right mm-hmm. he played for Chicago yeah. he was on that team he was a yes. significant player on that 72 team and uh, Pat just he just passed away recently within the last year he was running a committee that was the it was called uh, Canada Team Canada 72 and I believe it was 33 uh, still living uh, from that group and their families that are being looked after. They're trying to ensure that that legacy remains intact. And so I was working uh, quite a bit with them on a, a some type of a, not a documentary necessarily, but a, a Canada-wide tour in 2022 to celebrate the 50th anniversary. Last chance they'll ever really get together. 50 years, that's incredible. What a moment mm-hmm. it was. And it just sort of didn't come together for us. And then Pat passed away, unfortunately. But I just found out this week that they're going to do like a four-hour documentary. That mm. Dave Bedini, our friend, is going to mm. uh, be a director on this. And From the uh, Rio statics, yeah. Of all those guys that did those great Team Canada 72 documentaries, there's one in particular that ran on, on the CBC. It's those guys, I think, and they're going to do a 50th anniversary. What's interesting that for, you know, kids nowadays when they see that, they just have to, you know, realize hockey was different back then. Yeah. The Arizona Coyotes could probably beat that team now. Well, I was no going to mention one thing about the Mahavliches, you yeah. know, since I was wrong about the brother part. But I do remember them being pretty big, like both Peter and Frank. Peter in particular yeah. was a big player for those <laughs> Six times. Six foot four. Six a foot very four. tall, you know, you, you were a sort of an imposing figure. But back to the, you know, the, the a current a modern NHL team would make those those kids look like stick figures. <laughs> no, I know. But, but, you know, they would say the same in anything. I know. Of course. Golf. What about golf? What about golf? In well, no, golf for sure. How well, well there was that hitting it past everybody, dude. Else? No, there was that guy from South Africa that you know played for uh, last weekend. He got his uh, a sponsor's exemption. He's six foot ten, two hundred and sixty mm-hmm. pounds. A golfer, uh-huh. uh, you know, if he was on the tour in nineteen seventy one, he, he'd be he'd be better than Nicholas. But <laughs> I just mentioned that from perspective. We have that perspective, but somebody in their twenties now who would see that would go, "What this? Yeah. Would, this is this is what you guys were all excited about? Look at the, the I don't goalies, know about that. The goalies don't, don't that, even man. go down. I don't um, know about that. I you know I, I thought that about my son who's twenty six now. He's gonna, but he's twenty six now, and he, he you know like when I was twenty six, like what did I know about the rest of the world, or what did I care mm-hmm. more than today's kids, quote unquote. I don't know. It's hard. It depends. But the ones that are interested, like we were Freddie mm-hmm. and Howard when we were kids, like in the past and history of the sport and all that type mm-hmm. of thing. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of those around. Yeah. But yeah. you can imagine if we were if it was 1972 and some guys were talking about a team that was fifth from the 1920s. That's what we're basically saying. Well, I was interested. I know you were. So, oh, yeah, we were interested. That's what I 
meant about perspective, of course. We have a different perspective because but we didn't we have the information it. available. Well, yeah, to and, us. and the, yeah, there wasn't video of that team playing. No, you know, a bunch or of a photo of them from exactly. I mean, every see every time I see a hockey shot from you know the 30s or 40s, it's almost like did they not have lights in those days? It's always I dark. But one more note on that. So we lost the first game like seven three, I think, in Montreal, and yeah. then Canada won four one, and and they that had was a, big a shorthanded goal by Mahovlich, right? And then they had a they had like a lead in Winnipeg, and that game ended up four four. Turned out to be the pivotal reason that the series could be won by somebody, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so uh, and, and then what we lost. Point? And then we lost booed, in Vancouver, right? But booed booed off the ice in Vancouver, and the famous yeah. Phil. Es- yeah, I was going to say it was Phil Esposito that gave that got, went just, on TV and gave everyone shit. Right. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, Howard. Ten years later, I did a 10-year anniversary of it. I was working for a CKEY 590. I had my own talk show. And I, I we dedicated like a week's worth to these memories. Because like Rod Gilbert came into yeah, the yeah. studio. And Harry Sinden came into the studio. And Esposito came in. And he had never seen. There was no video VCRs. He had never seen himself on camera yelling basically at Canada. And, and you know. He had never seen it. And I said, you're kidding. And I arranged for a, 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 it was a video cassette in those days, a Betamax, big machine, for him to see it. And man, Mm -hmm. the look on his face, watching himself. Give yeah. Canada hell. What what a difference now. We've got Theo Fleury on Fox t- talking about a convoy and giving Canada shit for not bringing down the government. One other point I want to make on that before we move on to the next subject is Paul Henderson scores the winning goal in the last three games, actually. Mm-hmm. Last three games. Right. All three against Vladislav Trechak. Trechak never played in the NHL, played in a hack Russian league. He's in the Hall of Fame, and Paul Henderson is not. The guy that Henderson scored those three clutch goals against. It makes me ill to think about it. But Does that's it really a whole make you ill? Like, oh yeah, yeah, he's ill. Yeah, yeah. physically when, ill. Seriously, ask Howard. When he, yeah. I'll tell you right now, he he's about to have to go throw up somewhere, or or as we mm-hmm. say in Moose Job, bring up. He's going to have to bring up. You're, you're <laughs> bring up. To That's bring. right. Did you bring up? That might be more of a Jewish thing, Howard. I think, I think so. I was telling that to Freddie the other day. That's the what my parents said. Did, did you bring, bring up? up? Bring up what? It sounds. It sounds very like you know. <laughs> bring up what? Yeah, exactly. Did you bring up? Let me bring this up, okay? Because I watched one NFL game this year, and it was the greatest fucking game. I was saying to Freddie the day after, I'm like, well, that was, I mean, I haven't watched an NFL game since last year's Super Bowl and some of the playoff games. What a, it was so good. And then I was sort of, and again, I don't know it as well as you guys. I was a bit perplexed during the overtime because at first it was, they were, I saw they put 15 minutes on the clock and then a couple minutes in, this graphic came up and they said, first to get a touchdown wins the game. And I was a bit confused by that because you, on the one hand, have the timing of the quarter. And then that rule. So let's start with that part, and we can go back to what a great game it was, Mark. Well, you're right, Howard. I mean, if you're going to have overtime, do it the, the way they do in soccer. Have an extra period, right? I mean, it doesn't have to be 15 minutes. It could be 10 minutes. But say, this is how much time is on the clock. Play your regular game, right? Whoever wins the coin toss, you okay, if you can run and score a touchdown, great. The other team's got the ball with seven minutes to go. All right, let's go. Um, that's That, I think, is the way it should be. But because it's on network television, and because CBS or NBC, they got their primetime shows Sunday nights. You know what I mean? It's, it doesn't work the same way. It's on ESPN. Who cares if Sports Center is at 2 a.m.? Play until they drop, right? So that's part of it. The other thing is there is no correct way to do overtime. I mean, soccer's already proven that. You're going to a shootout. What do you play? You played 120 minutes, and now it's going to be for kicks. 
right? NHL, no, they're never going to go to that. You play until somebody wins in, you know, in the playoffs. So everybody's different. And it's sort of like, you know, how long should the game be? Uh, how long can you keep people's attention? And what's the correct way of determining a winner and ultimately a champion? How can you, how can you have a championship? What if, the, what if a Super Bowl ended like that? Mm-hmm. Are you mad? Well, Mark, all they need to, they don't need to play a whole period. They just uh, they need to allow the other team to reply. Like Sunday night. All they needed was one more sequence. Well, then you what? Know? And then what? What if it's no, still tied? No, but I'm saying if they no, what if it's well, still tied? Yeah, what if it's still tied and then? then? What? If the other team comes well, back and, and scores a, a touchdown? Well, then we kick a field goal. We tie it again. And then you, yeah, well. And then we yeah. get a touchdown. So here's my, here's my solution. Well, no, no, let, let me just jump in. To using Fred, because Fred brought that up. In that scenario, uh, Kansas City scores. Buffalo gets to respond. And if mm-hmm. they do, so now it's tied again, then the next sequence wins. The next score would then win because at least Buffalo had a chance to respond after the score. And then you say the next oh. score wins. But no, it gets back to uh, listen. No, no, no. Hang on. Wait, wait, Howard. So you're telling me uh, Kansas City scores. Buffalo gets a chance. And scores. Score. Kansas City scores again. They win. No. On, the, on their next. Like, the yeah. Next on the, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Once the other team, if a team scores a touchdown and the other team yeah. gets to respond, then it's just wide open. Because because what it was last Sun all. Because Kansas City won the toss, they get to win the game. It was decided on the toss. Right, right. I know. It's baseball. It's got to be like baseball. Top of the inning, bottom of the inning. Everything's a new inning. Okay? You guys scored. We get a chance to score to tie. Or Mm -hmm. we get a chance to score to win. Now, here's, here's. oh, sorry, Freddie. Go ahead. No, no. What I was going to say, because uh, ties are so rare in football leave it if you want to have that stupid rule in the regular season fine but you hit it it's championship i don't give a shit how long it takes it's got to be fair you can't have that rule when so much is on the line okay here's my one solution for incredible drama this the, the networks would love this ready kansas city <clears throat> kansas city gets the ball we we won't even talk about buffalo with 13 seconds to go not not hitting a squib kick not running four or five seconds off the clock. Forget that stupid coaching decision. What an idiot that was. Here's what happens. KC scores, right? They have to kick the extra point. This is my rule. You must kick the extra point. You can't run it in. Not that they would. They kick the extra point. They lead by seven. Now, Buffalo gets the ball. But Buffalo has to score a touchdown and either win the game on a two-point convert or lose the game on a two. They can't kick the extra point to tie it to continue the game because it would go on forever. Right. 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 So you know, you, the you drama know. is they not only get the touchdown, it's four down territory. They not only get the touchdown. And you can start it from the 50-yard line if you want. I don't care. As Mark, you've, to just, you've just described the CFL. It's brilliant what the CFL does. You, you could you, right. you, you, Howard, the CFL, over time, you start at the 35-yard line. If you score a touchdown, you must go for a two-point convert. Love that. That way, it uh, you know it lessens the chances of a tie if the other team scores because they Correct. have to get it. You, you're not just kicking a field goal. You need no, a, two, a two-point convert. But, but the beauty, the beauty of the one play to decide a championship, we've come down to this from the two yard line can you score can you get into the end zone or to the defense can you stop these guys yeah. one play for the championship yeah. and, and oh. I, I love that idea i mean it's a little complex for the average american but i got it right away <laughs> but 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 i will say this at least in that scenario mm. it, it's it goes to what kind of what i was saying like the other t- because it was all decided because i called fucking mm-hmm. heads it, it's too random it and it's unfair 
that the other team didn't get a touch of the ball, that Josh Allen doesn't get to respond, that they get a series of plays. Now, what happens after that? Nothing wrong. Josh Allen did nothing wrong. He never got a chance. The other team, because because here's the thing: heads or tails. I call tails. You call heads. And because of that, I don't. I might not get the right to play anymore. Is too arbitrary. And and I agree with both of you for it. Do it during the regular season. Who gives a shit? But Fred and Mark, does that apply to the Super Bowl? Because yes. if it does, it's ridiculous. Well, it and does, here's Howard. The, and, and I not going to change the rule now. <laughs> I I think it was on um, what's his uh, 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 Patrick show. What's his name? Uh, Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick show the other day. They t- were talking about the C- what the CFL does because I think they do that in some of the uh, the college conferences too. Yes, they do. You start at your thirty five and you or go the in the 40, other. The, no, yeah. no, you know what it is. It's and you get opponent. to respond. It's the opponent's thirty five yard line. It's like yeah, the, that's what I mean. Yeah, right. Yeah, what are we screwing around 35. for? You, yeah. Howard. It's like right off the bat, we're in field goal range right off the bat. If you want right. to do that. Right. Let's go. But, but I just think the randomizer, the randomizer of a coin toss, deciding whether one team ever gets to touch the ball again. Somebody wrote me because, you know, that they know I love golf. They said it would be like on a, in a PGA Tour playoff. They, 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 they have the two guys. You, you choose first or second out of the hat. That's what they do. And, and here's how they do it, Freddie. Whoever mm-hmm. finished first, like if you were in before me, you get to choose first or something like that. Yeah. It would be like if you only got to play the hole and if you birdied it, I didn't get to play it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, what? <laughs> uh, anyway, we, there's a bunch more stuff. One other thing, though, okay. about other sports, basketball's got it right. They just play till there's a winner. Yeah. Right. Every, every, night they, or, they, every night or in the playoffs? Every night, playoffs, regular season. Do you yeah. think back in the 30s or 40s, people were like, oh, listen, I mean, let's get the game going here. Remember, there were no long intermissions. There wasn't a lot of time taken at halftime or that I know. kind of a, I mean, it was, it was five minutes. I Guys, five minutes, suck on an orange, back on the field, let's go. I understand why they do it in the regular season in hockey, because they've got to get to the next city and they, they're moving on. In hockey, they have a... But in, in the playoffs in the NHL, they play until there's a winner. And I would have thought in the NFL... There would be a rule, and I gotta be honest with you. I almost called Fred watching the game. I'm like, I'm confused here. I don't know what's going on. Right. Are you telling me this game is going to be decided because Kansas City won? Called heads. It's just ridiculous, uh, dude. We're going to lose you in a few minutes here, so let's go whipping through here. No, no, no. I don't want to whip through anything, Howard. Okay. I know. I want to. You know. I like. I like these deep dives. Okay. Well, then, if you don't need to get to the NFL NFL conference finals, I'm happy to stay with this. Um, Whatever. It's your show. It's Fred's show too. Is it really? I I thought. I thought this show was of the people. (laughs) Okay. Well, the people don't want to hear a quick. Can Hebsy give us eight seconds on? Give me eight seconds on. You know. Well, listen. Listen. As I said to Freddie and everyone on Monday, was if you're only. I kept saying to myself, watching the game. Well, if you're only going to watch one game, this is the best game to watch. I loved it. I loved it because you know I know Freddie loves Buffalo. I have a you know obviously it's the closest city. I'm saying when I was talking to him, I I was watching it, thinking this is a great game. And then I my theory was the reason that happened was because we're close to Toronto, and that kind of shit happens here. All the time. <laughs> it does, man. And Buffalo, listen, I mean, I didn't even want to mention the 13 seconds, why yeah. right, the Music City Miracle, and Brett Hull's skate in the crease. Mm-hmm. All of that. We well, absorbed I, all of that. Oh, come on, Chuck Healy and, and, and Van Miller and Ed Kilgore and all the guys mm. we watched growing up. Come on, man. That's Buffalo. We love Buffalo. Well, I said that to Howard just for the city of Buffalo. Oh. Can you imagine what it would do for that city if they won the Super Bowl? Oh, it would my just God. be beautiful. So it would deserving. be a beautiful thing. Yeah. 
Um, that uh, another show I listened to this week, Pat McAfee and uh, what uh, Aaron Rodgers was on it. And Aaron Rodgers said, "You know, there was people cheering against me just because of my vaccination status." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Yeah, that, yeah, right. you're right." And I was, I was right. there. Think you're a hell of a quarterback, but what a dick. <laughs> Uh, so what do you, I think uh, Howard and I were discussing this the other day that Kansas City Buffalo may have been the Super Bowl, the two best teams left in the playoffs. Oh, what do you, there's still teams left? No, uh, I know. No, not, I have not even for a second thought about any football games this weekend. Who's playing who? I, I don't like anybody because, right. I mean, that, yeah. that, that you're right. The season's done for me as far as emotionally, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would have to get me going, okay, mind you, to make a bet, you know, which I will. Yeah. You know, give me, yeah. who do you like in a pool? Can yeah. you a quarter end with a 3-3? Three, because three? that would be great. I could win. No. But I, as far as, like, real football goes, you, you can't top that. You're done. Howard, no, it's I know. like a, you made a hole-in-one on your first ever hole? Okay, mm-hmm. I quit. <laughs> done. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, and, and they were the, and I think oh. the two best teams, and I think Kansas City will ultimately win it all. So, and I kind of felt like yeah. you know that the only thing that could have made that game better is if that was the Buffalo game. One. No, well, yeah, Buffalo and if that one. was the Super Bowl. You know, yeah, I thought right. to myself, you know, that's what these network people are talking about. They're like, this is the greatest game, has to be the best game this year. And well, uh, I don't know how it's going to be better. were spectacular. The ratings were like over yeah. the moon. 43 million. In fact, I had this, this. You can use this stat on your little TV show tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, highest rated football game since last year's Super Bowl. 43 million people. There it is. And uh, and are you going to talk yeah. on Hebsey on Sports about how much they're paying for a Super Bowl ad now? Six uh, million for a 30? You know what? That's no, uh, I'm not. And you know why I'm not, Howard? Because why want, like, a little to me, a little podcast over here, why, why, why all of it to them, to that? Why not a little, like, a little bit of a your tiny thing for the Hebsey man? It nauseates me. It nauseates me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not fair, Mark. It's not. That's a lot, man. But wow. But I don't think this year's Super Bowl is going to be anywhere near. I think people are going to go, oh, another boring Super Bowl. Can, can we get Buffalo KC back? Can we get them to play? Just can you get just those two teams again at a neutral yeah. site? Yeah. Excuse me. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Like for all the marbles. Forget about the Super Bowl. This is the grudge match, right? You know, Vince McMahon, W. I mean, the whole get Hulk Hogan there and just these two teams all or nothing uh-huh. in Hawaii in February. Yeah. yeah, it's too bad. Oh, it's no. too bad. Uh, and, and it's too bad it ended that way. And uh, it's too bad the two best teams are no longer involved. I was physically so, ill. Just the, by the one way. best. Huh? <laughs> I was physically ill. I was. I, I did didn't you think bring I up? Did you have a nice little bring up? <laughs> yeah. No, I was too. <laughs> I, I was. And here's the thing, Howard. My first game, I went to Buffalo in 1964. I was eight years old. My uncle took me. I, we were the only white people sitting in the section we were in. At least we got tickets for the game. What did I know? That was these were my heroes. I in real color. I saw the green grass in the of the field. It was spectacular. And and I saw Albert Golden Wheels Dominion catch a touchdown pass from Jack Kemp, like right in front of me. Jesus. And I was hooked, hooked on the game and the Buffalo Bills. It was spectacular. Um, and I, I did I you hear it. about my buddy uh, Clark Gillies passed away last week? Man. Clark Gillies was awesome. When I was a kid, because you made me think of it, for me, you know, going to Regina to see this guy from my hometown, my dad took me to uh, 
the I think it was called the Agridome back in the day. Yeah. yeah. And the, they were the in the WHL, which is a major junior hockey. Our our hometown Moose Jaw team wasn't in that league yet. Years later, it was the Warriors with Theo and Theo Fleury. Mm. But I remember going to Regina, and it was uh, I like that. It's, for me, it was like seeing an NHL game. And Clark Gillies played on that team with another guy from Moose Jaw named Eddie Stanielski. Eddie Stanielski. Oh, he was a great goalie. Great Eddie goalie Stanielski for the Blues. Yeah, I know Eddie. St. Louis Blues. And um, guy. But but Clark was the guy. And as I said in this little post I put, you know, when you're in a small town, somebody that's on their way to the NHL is a big deal. I mean, a huge. For me, that was the most hockey I ever played. And I looked up to this guy. And then, as I said in my post, later when I got sort of better at golf, and he and his buddies invited me to play, it was a big deal for me to play with Clark Gillies. And mm-hmm. but I, I've forgotten just how good the New York Islanders of the late '70s were. That team with four Stanley Cups in a row, and for a couple of those, he was the captain of that team. Yeah, there was. It was four in a row in the early '80s, right? So Montreal had just knocked. Montreal had just won four in a row, and then Scotty Bowman left, and Ken Dryden retired, and Jacques Lemaire retired, and you know all that stuff went on, and then. The Islanders like took over, like immediately had taken over. The Leafs had upset them, Freddie, in one of the great, just as they were getting great. Not Blammy. they weren't great yet. Just yes. as they were getting there, the Leafs knocked them off, and then four straight, four straight with Gillies, Potvin, Mike Bossy was a spectacular. Was Trache on that team by then? Oh yeah, Trache was the captain. One of yeah. the captains, yeah. And, and again, that was a great night in Toronto sports. And even at that age, when Lanny McDonald scored that night to knock the Islanders out, it was oh. like, I couldn't believe it. It's like, this can't happen. This doesn't happen to us. It's true. <laughs> it was the same. Freddie, you're right. It was the same feeling as the Bills losing. It was that surreal, yeah. like, this didn't just happen, did it? Yeah, yeah. Hey, th- those Islander teams, you know, the pivotal move that, you know, probably is the biggest part of their legacy, maybe, is the Butch Goring trade. Remember? For Billy for Harris. Yeah. Yeah, and Billy was Harris was the goalie, right? Uh, no, 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 no. That was no. no Billy no, Harris. Billy was Smith was the Billy goalie. Smith. That's right. Billy Smith was the goalie. Anyway, Billy Harris, put, was, Billy Harris yeah. was the second Billy Harris. Right, the first yeah. Billy Harris was the Maple Leafs. Yeah. Billy Harris, and then he coached Canada's national team. Oh no, he coached Sweden. Right, he coached oh, like fuck. the Swedish Olympic. Jesus, team. Mark. But he was the Billy Harris of the Leafs, <laughs> born and raised in Toronto. Then yeah. there was the other Billy Harris of the Marlies. Who later became L.A. Kings after the and then came to the Leafs. That was like yep. Billy Harris. Too. Are you are you Billy Harris, a yep. hockey player? Well, I'm one of the Billy Harris. And, and was, what, what didn't the Islanders beat the Oilers the year before the Oilers yep. Yep. won their first Stanley Cup? Was four I right straight. about that? I yeah. think they beat them in four straight. Now. And that was kind of the uh, the lesson they needed to learn. I, I mean, I was in Calgary in the early 80s. I've told this story before. So many. I, I, I wasn't a Calgary F- Flames fan. I just worked in that market. But I used to love Flames fans saying, oh, Gretzky's overrated. And I'm like, are you? <laughs> do you know what you're fucking seeing? Overrated? He had 192 oh points God. last year. That's oh not God. overrated. Oh, my God. Howard, we had at Global, we had those big satellite dishes, the big ones like you see on SCTV, right? The <laughs> monster right. ones, because you're bringing in signals from all over. So we, we would pick up all the Oilers games. We would watch the games, you know, and we were we could not believe because yeah. like, we because we would watch Leaf games and they were slow and plodding and whatever. We'd watch Gretzky on. The, oh, my God. It was unbelievable. We were, how, how can we not watch hockey like this? How did Edmonton luck out with this? Why can't Toronto <laughs> get a guy right. who can skate like this and score <laughs> like this? Ah. Um, speaking of watching hockey, um, I watched a bit of the Leaf game again last night. They blew blow another 3-1 lead. And I don't know about you, Mark, but I'm very impatient with this team because just looking at it face value, they are the number one team of the NHL second tier. And I think that's... 
the best. That's the most you can say about them. Uh, I don't know about that, Fred. Well, I tell you what, fine. I think I've seen the other teams too, and I don't see anybody that stands out this year mm-hmm. that's just spectacular and going to run away with things. And it comes down to you know as well as I do, you got to stay healthy. But also, mm-hmm. Jack Campbell nice has to have a Ken Dryden like season, mm-hmm. and when and if they get to the playoffs, he's just got to be lights out for this mm-hmm. team to win. He has to be. He's got to be lights out. Dream and, on. And, and well. the other thing is, is that they didn't blow the lead last night because they won the game. You have to look at it that way. If you look at it the other way, it doesn't matter how they won it, whether they came back from a five-goal deficit or whether they blew a three-goal deficit, right. they won the game. Look what happened in Mon- look what happened against Montreal in overtime twice last year in the playoffs. Come on. Right. Who was the better blew team? Leads. Right. Huh? Who was the better team? The team that won. Yeah, the mm. team that won, exactly. You know what's going <laughs> to happen? I'm that point. You, you know, know what's going to happen to the Leafs? The year the Leafs win the Stanley Cup, or they are in the Stanley Cup yeah. final, the league will have changed the rules so that it's decided on a coin toss. And only, <laughs> and only your team, only the other team gets to take shots. Uh, Hebsey on Sports is live every Friday at 9 a.m. on Hebsey's YouTube channel and available wherever you get your podcasts. This guy is... He's putting up Hall of Fame numbers since we first walked in our door a few years ago. We thought, hey, who's this young boy at Leafs camp in the world of podcasting? And here he is making the all-star team every goddamn year. Hebsey? Couldn't have done it without you guys. Thank you. Mazel Thank you, toast. Mazel toast, my Hebrew friend. Take care. Thank you, Marcus. 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 Oh, man. I'm glad we uh, stayed with that because I find I, I don't know me I found the uh, I find that whole situation fascinating from a, a guy that enjoys playoff sports. Well, we have the list here, and then again, it gets back to the water cooler. I, I don't hear too many people talking about the Australian Open, and you know we've had some Canadians do well, but I'm sorry, yeah. it's just tennis in Canada isn't what it is in other countries, and it's it's a shame because those kids deserve more recognition than they get. And then we had Baseball Hall of Fame. It's like, who gives a shit? Honestly, no. I don't. I don't know. Um, it's Olympics, interesting. We said he got up at 4 that. o'clock to watch the tennis. I, I've got buddies of mine. You have one, Fred Ball. Fred Ball. And my buddy Stinky get up every Sunday morning and have for years to watch the F1. And until oh, yeah. recently, I, mm-hmm. you know, I couldn't have really understood why. But um, Okay, listen, before we get to uh, Dan Duran, he's coming up. So is uh, Andy Palalis from Canada Cabana. Why don't you tell us a little bit about these fine folks? Uh, Canada's number one group benefits plan for small business, the Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, 30,000 Canadian small businesses uh, together uh, to create a situation where purchasing, you know, a benefits package is possible. I mean, it really is fantastic. If you have a small business, you've thought about this for your people, I mean, it's a great gesture. It really is to say, hey, we have a package now, people. And again, it can be done. Uh, They've been around for 40 years, the Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan. It works on so many levels. There's different levels you can buy in at. Take the time today. Go to chamberplan.ca. Get a free quote. Find out what it will take to become involved you'll be pleasantly surprised you know it's prescriptions it's dental it's uh there's travel insurance oh yeah even covid coverage this is the type of people they are and uh the teledoc system therapies on and on and on take the time chamberplan.ca i'm i'm waving at rachel rachel's watching the uh, feed this morning i just texted her and she said i can see you texting me all right, well, I was just saying hi. Just 
Do you remember the comedian Aziz Ansari? Do you remember him? I re- yeah, the name, yes. I, he was I on can't a, tell you about his work. Well, he's a stand-up comedian. He was on Parks and Rec. He was on um, right. a show called Master of Something on Netflix. Really good. Com- very funny stand-up comedian. And a couple of years okay. ago, had sort of a Me Too moment. It was oh, never right. proven. It was one of those things where... A woman came to his apartment. I don't want to go into all the details, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was. It was. He just got swept up in it. Mm-hmm. But I really like this man. He's a grown man now. He's in his late thirties, and he put out a special on Netflix. It's only thirty minutes. I, I read about it yesterday, and last night I had a. I was like, oh, I could watch this thing, and it's only. It's not a full like Dave Chappelle hour long, you know, because on his last tour. Aziz Ansari, Aziz Ansari was selling out huge arenas. I mean, he's a big-time stand-up comedian star. But he did this little special in December, unannounced at the Comedy Cellar in New York where he started, where at the end of the night, you know, maybe there's a couple hundred people, and they go, hey, listen, uh, before you go, we, we got a special drop-in, and, and, you know, you come here, and you, you never know who you're going to see. Ladies oh. and gentlemen, Aziz Ansari, and, he got, and people are going crazy, and he films this 30-minute special. The reason I like it is because, first of all, he's really good at the craft, but he, he's talking about current issues, Aaron Rodgers, mm. Max vaccines, and, and, and very, it's very current. And it's very, very funny, but it's also really smart. And again, thinking of you, I, I thought I, I, there was a couple moments I thought, I want to play this for Fred because it, it really is a, an interesting perspective on the times we're going through mm. from, a, from a pretty deep thinker. And mm-hmm. he's moved to Europe because he wanted to get out of the States. He was having so much, getting so much heat over this alleged incident, which in the end was just a real she said, he said kind of thing and it, it, nothing ever came of it mm-hmm. Not da- it wasn't like Matt Lauer or Louis C.K. it was different anyway I just wanted to mention if anyone's looking for because this is our last show until Monday mm-hmm. that recommend uh, it's just 30 minutes and it's re- it's very roughly shot and it's not like a slick you know big time production but it's very interesting I thought you might enjoy it will do okay um, will do I guess uh, back to someone accusing us of uh, spoiling all these shows. Ozark's done until I guess the spring. Mm-hmm. You did you mention a show you think I should watch? Because like, I'd written it down, but I can't remember if it was you that was the telling movie. me the what? Breakpoint. Breakpoint. Mm-hmm. Or breaking point. Let me get the act. It's very good, and, and it's a moving picture show. It's a documentary on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, just remind me what it is again. It's about one. Yeah, I want to get this. It's about the surfers. Untold Breaking Point. So there's a few untolds. And and it's about the guy chasing the surfing, the... the No, the tennis player. Oh, the tennis player, sorry. (laughs) Who had to... Who actually... The quarterfinals, I think, of the U.S. Open actually decided not to play. Right, he's the mental health issues. The anxiety got the best of them. Uh-huh. Right. Um, well, Boone's got That's a movie recommendation for everyone coming up as well. Um, and the reason I thought of a, that it was the wave, because it was the guys on Smartless were talking to Johnny Knoxville on the latest episode. And they were talking about a documentary they enjoyed about a, a guy searching for the 100-foot wave to, to go surf it. I don't know. If I could. 
You know, you know who flies under the radar podcast? Why? T- oh, listen, that's the wrong term. But I never really listened to, and he sort of got pushed back compared to when he was first around. Mark Marin. You, you scroll through his guests, and uh, he's got some great guests. Yeah, huge. And, uh, huh? And huge. I like his rap. Like at the beginning, I like, do too. He, I like yeah, Mark he's, Marin. He's very interesting. Like the one I listened to last night. He talked about putting a, somebody sent him a barbecue and he put it together, and I was just fascinated by him talking about that. And then you'd uh, like, he by had, the way, you'd also hand? like his stand-up. Mark Marin's stand-up mm-hmm. is very relatable. Yes, very and relatable. Then he, then he had what's his head on from Game of Thrones, the little person. What's his name? Peter, Peter Dinklage. Uh, Ding, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> the little person. Well, isn't that isn't that the corrupt term nowadays? Yes, you don't. It is. You, don't you can't say midget. You can't say. Dwarf. Oh, you, you can't even think midget. How Are you dare allowed you? to say little person though? That I thought I thought that was the latest. It is term. no. I was just laughing. He's saying it, knowing that, mm. knowing that you were thinking midget, but saying little person. Now I'm scared. You should what be. What have I done? Well, keep it away from this guy. He can't be associated with this nonsense. <laughs> All right. Andy uh, Palalis is here. Do you like N- N- Season Sorry? Uh, excuse me? Do you like, do you like the comedian? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, just, I'm still trying to make sure I'm not going to get canceled in the next few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'll be back in a few minutes when you guys have calmed down. Don't, we're not getting canceled. We can't. No, cancellation, cancellation is uh, not, not, a, not a factor. But you're a young person. You must like a C's and sorry. You're, you're a hip cat. Oh, a C's, uh, Master yeah. of None. Master of None. That's a show I was thinking Master of, of None. That's I just fellow. love his. Yes. I think he's really, really good. I've always loved his stand-up. But I sure. really love his perspective. And uh, he's got a new special out on Netflix. Andy Palalis is here. He's the uh, man. He's the chief information officer for uh, Kiana Cabana. And I'll tell you right now, I've been thinking about you uh, every night when Daddy takes his medicine. <laughs> when Daddy does his medicine, the white lightning puts me where I need to be. Yeah, gets uh, gets a shock in those bones. Eh? Oh what my that? God! From uh, from one uh, Aziz Ansari loving millennial to uh, to uh, you know a, a man from a sterner generation. I'm glad you like <laughs> the ge- from a ge- yeah. from the geezers. <laughs> I, I'm not even sure what I am because I was born in 1960, which yeah. isn't really officially a boomer. I'm at the beginning of whatever. What was the next generation? The millennials? I don't. I don't know. I, I've lost yeah, track. No, I'm not a millennial. <laughs> I'm like, but but I'm a, I'm a, a faux boomer. You're yes. a millennial. Yeah, what comes after boomers? What generation uh, X? Gen X. Gen, Gen X. X. So I'm kind of a Gen X boomer yeah. hybrid. Yeah. Oh, wow. I've got an older brother who's a Gen Xer. So I've seen seen the full spectrum. Boomer parents, Gen X or older brother, and I'm just the the misfit millennial. You know how it is. Well, listen, millennial man, let's talk a little bit about this thing. I'm curious what happens to me if I become a Canna Cabana Club member. Am I invited to parties where I was not invited before? <laughs> Well, there's not much in the way of parties going on now here, Howard, yeah, with, uh, you know, with the current present reality. But, you know, what you can get for your Can of Cabana membership there uh, as, as part of the Cabana Club is the best weed at the best price, Howard. And I think you already know that because you're chowing down on some beautiful white lightning at this moment in time. Yeah, baby. I am. Well, here's the thing. Like, there, the, one of the things about Can of Cabana, and I found this out firsthand because I had done a little research on this particular strain that you recommended to more. Yeah. And I found... You're right. It's more expensive at other places. 
was- <laughs> I'm glad you, I'm glad you found that out uh, too, Howard. And, and you know, I mean, that, that's that's a big thing for us. You know, we, we like consuming good quality cannabis over here. The the particular brew that you've got in your bag uh, is grown out in the East Coast there. And, uh, you know, the, the, the folks over at Highland Grow who grow uh, White Lightning, they really, really know what they're doing. And you can tell the difference, Howard. You know, what's interesting over the last two years is we've gone through this real gyration where at the beginning of cannabis legalization, if you know, if you're an experienced cannabis consumer and you cracked open a bag back in 2019, you probably realized that the quality of cannabis was pretty lousy. Wasn't really wasn't very good. Um, and then over the last two years, you know, we've seen a ton of producers coming out of the woodwork with uh, just really gorgeous flour and, and, and very high quality product. And we've seen some of the licensed producers who stumbled in those early days, again, come out with really quality, beautiful flour. And what's amazing is, is in the last year, you know, I remember back January kind of 2020 to January 2021, the trend was folks were buying cheaper and cheaper cannabis. You know, they were just buying the cheapest thing they could possibly find in our stores. And I was screaming from the rooftops, man, you got to smoke the best weed you can you can smoke. You got to <laughs> consume the best quality stuff you can consume. And, and customers weren't really listening. But I tell you, in the last six months, we've seen an enormous amount of customers turn their attention to the higher quality stuff. Because frankly, you can tell the difference in the effects, in the flavors, just the variety of experiences that are available with higher quality product. And so that's why we who really enjoy these high quality products. Well, we, we don't like cheap weed. You know, we don't like uh, we don't like bad weed. So we sell the best weed we can at the best possible price. So as many people can afford it as possible. You call that uh, bang for your buck, right? That's the deal. We do. We do. We, you know, we, we say, we, <laughs> that's an internal term. <laughs> we, yes. Um, you know, what we say here, Fred, the proof's in the pudding. Yeah. Andy, you mentioned East Coast. Does it matter where it's grown? Like, did you, from that standpoint, it just happens to be out east or... You know, different areas. Like, is it like a grape, growth. like a varietal of wine? Like a yes, um, yeah, like Northern California yes, yes. versus Italy. Sure, in 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 certain certain spots. I mean, I think today the um, uh, oh boy, I'm going to say a big a big word here. Let's say terroir. How about that one? Yes. <laughs> where where, uh, where cannabis is from, you know, often has more to do with the competency of the folks in the region okay. on a way of growing right. than, for example, the soil like it would be in California. Because let's mm-hmm. be real, we're here in Canada and it's pretty cold outside right now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of great producers that have come out of the East Coast over the past little while. There's Truro, um, some of the big fellas like Oxley, for example, uh, you know, who grows some of the most popular products available right now or are out, uh, route, route in the East, East End. So, you know, uh, Highland grows no exception. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that's why I say out on the East Coast. It's nice to know where the folks who are growing your cannabis are from. Well, I, I don't want to say the name, but I bought into a weed producing company a few years ago. And near as I can tell, they're still supplying that guy under the gardener. Anyway, what, what Who runs it? Theo Fleury? <laughs> what I wanted to ask you is because you're talking about, you know, different experiences with different weed. And I totally agree. And I've been doing this joke about how back in the 70s, it was just called weed. It was all shitty. And we know you, you had to have a joint the size of a baguette to even get a buzz. Everyone had their own joint. It was ridiculous. Now I take one hit of the white lightning and Daddy's watching Ozark for all the whole night. Just, <laughs> but what I wanted to say is, do you think the average consumer, and maybe this is where education comes in, and, and that's why you're the chief information officer. Do you think I could tell, or the average consumer could tell the difference? You know how you know people just say this about a bottle of wine, like you know a twenty dollar bottle of wine tastes better than a ten dollar bottle of wine, but at some point, a fifty dollar bottle of wine is indistinguishable to me. Mm. Is it the same with marijuana, with THC and weed? 
cannabis is the, it's, it's about the journey, not the destination, Howard. You know, uh, there's so many varied experiences available from cannabis. And I think your average cannabis consumer can really figure that one out. You can taste the difference. Certainly the effects are different, you know, and, and it's hard to hard to predict the effects of any different cannabis strain because we all have different bodies and it impacts us differently. But um, the journey of trying new things and of experiencing new varietals of cannabis, that's one of the most exciting parts of it. And I, I would argue, you know, wine too, different flavors, et cetera. But, you know, um, I, yeah, I think your average consumer can tell the difference, even if they're, you know, even if they're, they're new to it and experiencing that journey. And I'm in the same boat, frankly, you know, I try new strains all the time and some of them catch me by surprise and some of them give me new experiences. Well, this weekend, I'm going to be uh, in the East End uh, at Rachel's, uh, and I'm going to go up to the Canna Cabana on Parliament. And this weekend, I'll be trying Wagner's Blue Lime Pie. Oh, Look nice! <laughs> that's well. That's one of your recommends. I'm like, okay. is what I, I I still listen. I haven't burned through the three and a half G's of the white lightning, but I want to. I actually want to do a little bit of a comparable to see if I can feel a different effect, or does it have a different, you know, profile? Well, I- Howard, you just hit on you, know, you just hit on the answer to your question because let me tell you the most popular question for customers coming into Canna Cabana. And keep in mind, we have one of the largest varieties in the country, right? So we see this very regularly. Our customers come in and they ask us what's new. You know, they're looking for I like this, but they're not asking, "Hey, listen, I like this last time. Give me it again." They're saying, "I like this last time. What else can I try?" Right? And that's why I say your average consumer, or your average cannabis user, yeah, man, they want to try new things. Same thing as you, right? You still got to two thirds of the thing you bought last time, but you want to try a new thing. Thank you. You're being kind. It's maybe it's a little less than two thirds. <laughs> Andy Palalis, you're a you're a beauty, my friend. You're doing it. You're every time you come on, you just crush it. You just do it. You're doing it. You're doing. You're doing great work. He's Listen, a well-spoken man. young man. Oh, yeah. When you, when you go home to a baguette-sized joint, you can't help but be in a good mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the, in the 70s, you needed somebody to spot you. It's like, okay, I'm going to take a hit. Uh, Andy, good talking to you. Canacabana.com, everybody. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, sir. Have a great um, weekend. Howard, this pie you speak of, will it fit into your noom program? <laughs> Is it a a green, yellow, or a red? Well, it's very green. That's what that is. Dan Duran's going to be here any second now. Dan Duran and I are going to tell you about trimming trimming the tree. I think Dan's going to get angry with me if I can't find the... Uh, I don't know how many more screens I could have to get the Manscaped. Hey, buddy, how are you? I'm good. You are good. Bob Marley's Legend. It has to be one of the greatest albums of all time. Like, just amazing. You know, Bob Marley's one of those artists that... Yeah, when you're in Jamaica and this music's playing, which it is constantly from the time you get off the plane till the time you leave, it just makes sense. But I never hear a Bob Marley song and go, ah... Uh, so sick of this. Oh, I, I just don't. And you know, it it transcends age and uh, musical taste. Like er- everybody loves it. Do you know anyone that doesn't like Bob Marley? I, I don't know, man. They got to be out there, but sure they do. You're you're right. I don't get tired of Bob Marley ever. <laughs> well, especially Dan. my loud speakers uh, mm-hmm. in front of my uh, <laughs> trailer. Yeah, I did. Don't I? Know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You ever heard of ear pods? <laughs> <laughs> Why you got? Are you still talking it. about Dan blasting his international music at the trailer? No, he, never... was way be- he was way better last summer. 
I finally got him. He's got nice speakers just under his unit. And right. I, I said to him, "Why? Like, what's wrong with just playing that for you? You don't have to play it constantly for us. And he came around. Yeah, he did. Well, speaking of his unit, uh, Dan Ren and I can talk. <laughs> Thank you. That's a, that's a good one. Oh, good yeah. tie-in. That's what I did. And yesterday, you didn't have a great time. I'm, I'm, no, I did. I'm a Segway yeah. machine some days. <laughs> speaking of Dan's unit uh, and my, my little whatever, we've been trimming our tree since uh, the holidays. Uh, thanks to our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Go to manscaped.com, use the promo code HFMANSCAPED20 for 20% off and a free trimming. I'm sorry, free shipping. Uh, last time we talked to Dan, uh, you had used uh, part of the performance package uh, where you find the signature lawnmower 4.0, the electric trimmer that has appropriately advanced skin-safe technology to, as I says, they say in the Manscaped world, to reduce cuts on your nuts. <laughs> Those can be painful. Mm-hmm. I've listen. I've and done. They're self inflicted, you know. Unless you have a you know a good little system, you know. One the 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 cutter thing has a flash or a headlight on it or whatever, right? Yeah. So it is. So you know, like other units don't have that as you're working on your unit. You know that, that is so true that it's you, it, it, these people at Manscaped have figured out that if you're going to trim your bush, your man bush, you've got to do it safely. The good lighting. Upper, the performance package also includes the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver, and an anti, which is, by the way, the Crop Reviver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant, moisturizer, and toner. Uh, the scrotum, the ball, they they nick very easily and can bleed profusely. That's right. Manscaped is going beyond the groin with their new refined cologne, which offers a light yet masculine, pleasing fragrance. That will leave your lady, you know, enjoying that experience should they get close enough, you know, on your birthday and special occasion. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Valentine's Day. That's Valentine's Day is coming up. Mm-hmm. That's a good uh, one. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HFMANSCAPED20 at manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping with the code HFMANSCAPED20 at manscaped.com. Clean your nuts. Dan Duran's doing it. I am. Does your uh, lady friend uh, enjoy it? She, uh, she appreciates the, uh, the keeping things short down in that area. Mm-hmm. It must be a shock yeah. to the, a female system when they first gather up with Dan Duran and Dan, they get to that point and Dan unfurls his hose for the yeah. first time. It's got to be a bit of a shock. <laughs> I unroll it. <laughs> oh, hey, Dan's playing along. You know, you know those. You see, in, like in some public buildings, there's like a, a hose inside of a, yeah. you know, a fire area. Yeah. You have to break yeah. that in case of emergency. That's what it's like when Dan Duran takes his pants down for the first time. Yeah. Howard, yeah. this is a major breakthrough. He actually played along a bit there. Dan unrolled it. Usually, he's bashful and shy and wants to change the subject, which is bizarre to me. As I've said yeah. this for years, like yeah. if the rest of yeah. us were uh, uh-huh. gifted like our friend Dan, I just I'd never wear pants. I'd just be like, <laughs> this is who I am. Uh, yes, okay. So get the twenty uh, percent off and free shipping with the code HF Manscaped twenty at manscaped.com. Manscaped, the official sponsors today 
of this. Now, here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Huh. Dan Duran, the anchorman, comes as fast for credentials. He has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchorman's here. He's prone to falling off his chair, but he's got a big wang, so he don't care, and his voice is nice and low. My voice is nice and low. And now live from Lakeside with humbling friend news and views. Brought to you by Manscaped. Today, here's Dan Duran. Just in case you thought anti-vaxxers aren't in it for the money, the Center for Countering Digital Hate found that five newsletters alone raked in at least $2.5 million on the newsletter subscription platform Substack. These guys could be making maybe even five times that much. Joseph Mercola who is seen by expert as one of the most influential spreaders of COVID-19 misinformation, pulled in a, a million in a single year by charging subscribers 50 bucks for his newsletter. There's Alex uh, Berenson. He earned $1.2 million. The uh, mass formation hypnosis virologist Robert Malone. You know, we talked about him yeah, a couple yeah, of yeah. days ago. He's on the Joe Rogan podcast, uh, along with an anonymous writer and uh, tech entrepreneur, entrepreneur Stephen Kirsch. They brought in a remaining $300,000 of newsletters on the platform. So there is money to be made in those COVID hills. Yeah. Yeah. This Alex Berenson is the guy you see in that universe quite a bit. Yeah. And that's like... And that's the sad part of it. Of those guys, how many truly believe what they're saying? Or are they just saying it for the money? And just how evil that can be. You never know. But I, I mean, imagine that they f- they believe enough of it to uh, to perpetuate it. But I, I believe the same thing about Fox News. They've they've all been double vaxxed and boosted. <clears throat> but mm-hmm. it's a it's a great uh, way to bring in hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Yes. The whole Fox News thing I was reading the other day, you know, people are saying, oh, they should be shut down. No, they should never, ever, ever be shut down. The only solution to that is the Murdochs just getting together one day and saying what we're doing is hurting our country. We should hurting not our country. It's not their country. Just maybe reel it in a bit, but they don't care. No, that's never going to happen. Um, yeah. Uh, Dan Duran, great reporting this morning. Oh, by the way, I wanted to mention that uh, yeah, Spotify Dan, Dan. has removed Neil Young's music from the platform. Yes, uh, Daniel. Daniel, just, just yeah. give me like 8% less attack. Less there, of me? You're, you're, no, more of you, but less of the uh, bit of a distortion there. A little, oh, just a tiny okay. little bit. Just bring it down. Yeah, just, right. we, we were talking about that, Dan, uh, before the show, that Neil Young has said, you know, he's not kidding around. He doesn't want his music on Spotify. I don't think it'll... Certainly at his age, it's not going to affect his career. Oh, Neil Young, what's he going to do now, Neil Young? You know? There's still some songs, by the way, of his that are on that are on Spotify. Like, if you do a search, you'll find songs that are on soundtracks to movies. Yeah. So, well, those those soundtracks, they still uh, push through. But just his albums, the, there's nothing there. Well, they oh, already? Because they said it might take four to five days. Oh, it's I, gone I just already. did the search this morning, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Although, I guess, you know, digitally, it only takes uh, the push of one button and he's gone. But, yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, we, Fred and I are similar. We've said uh, all our podcasts have to be remu- m- rem- removed from our uh, 
Go now. What is that? What was the thing that happened? Uh, the page before there was. Uh, oh, I fucked it up completely. What was the uh, service? Na- Napster. All our podcasts. Yes. There you go. <laughs> All our podcasts. Take them off, Napster, Boone. Would that have been a better joke if I could have come up with the name Napster <laughs> without having is to? Snaps, I had Napster to go still around. That bit. What's that? Is Napster still around? Weren't they bought well, by Boone somebody? No, are they still around, Mike? Yeah, they were bought by a company that starts with R. I can't remember the name, but yeah, it got kind of. And then that company rebranded as Napster, but it's not what Napster was, of course. But yeah, still around. I remember in the early days, remember with your iPods and then downloading songs and just thinking how cool this is? I get all this music for nothing? Yeah. It was a bit of a, you know, doing it was a bit of a challenge sometimes, but actually being able to is just like the greatest. Yeah, I remember Charlie when she was younger, one of her, probably in her, you know, after age 10 or 11 or 12, one of her gifts was the the first iPad, uh, um, sorry, the first MP3 player. iPod. Oh, iPod. Okay. And then I remember later on a birthday gift when she got the iPod Nano or whatever, and it was yes. the size of a matchbox. And I remember thinking, yeah. all those, all there's as many songs on that little device as there were at the radio station we were working on. I thought it was fascinating, you know? And now, of course, the joke is every song ever recorded is, is available on your phone. Mm-hmm. Yes. We really are this most spoiled generation that's ever been. Because upstairs here in my house, I have a mid-century hi-fi system that my parents owned that was super modern at the time because it had a radio and a record player. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was a big deal, man. That you and could- then there was the ones that had the uh, A-track. Yeah, well, not oh, yeah. this one. Not this one. This wasn't that. You know, Which would tra- change tracks halfway through a song. Oh yeah, yeah. They didn't care. Hey, Booner, what? Uh, we're going to get to our first winner of the Doer Valentine's Pants contest. So we're going to have a winner here in a second. Yeah. Also, we're going. That will also be our very first qualifier for the grand prize, Mike. Woo. Yes. Before all of that, though, Toronto Mike is here. He's the uh, producer of this program. He says, I have a movie recommendation for Frederick and a show recommendation for both of you. I do. I come uh, I come prepared. Really quick notes, though, Howard. Uh, I'm sorry, but my research shows you're all boomer because Gen X seems to start in 1965. Oh, so, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a boomer. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Just just to let you know. And also, Fred, I, I was doing a little work. Uh, you can still say dwarf because the medical condition's called dwarfism, and dwarf oh. is okay. The M word, which I will not say, is highly offensive. And the safest bet probably is little person, little people. When I was a kid, I played bantam hockey, <laughs> and then I made the uh, bantam all-star team, and we played a midget hockey team. Do they still have that as a category? Gone. Yeah, but they're only weeding that out now, though. Yeah. My, my oldest son did play in the, uh, well, well, they played in the mid- midget division. And uh, yes. now my youngest son, uh, they've changed it to be like soccer, where it's like under nine, under seven. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. You, it was they, mid- it's, it's all you this and you that. It, right. was, it was midget and, Adam. and uh, minor midget. Hey, you know, we've often talked about all-star wrestling back in the day. Remember that whole category, the midgets? Oh, the midgets, yeah. are, oh, the midgets are wrestling <laughs> yeah, tonight. Ooh, super. Little, little beaver. Remember <laughs> little beaver? It's so funny. I watched wrestling every Saturday afternoon with my babysitter, Mrs. Cross, and we would watch Stampede Wrestling, and her favorite and mine were the midgets. Sorry. They just were. 
I think kids, I think kids liked them. I remember liking them because they were closer to our size, and it yeah. was like we felt represented by the people, the little people in the ring. Right. I never was allowed to watch Stampede Wrestling when I was growing up. Why? Because of the violence. Oh, come my, my, on. No, my parents were against the violence. Especially my mom. Didn't like it. Oh, Bell. Well, didn't that just make you want to watch it more? Not Dan. <laughs> Not Dan. Everyone else cared that Dan. much. But, I, you know, I watched it enough to realize it was fake and then I didn't understand it anymore. Well, so. same here. Listen, I don't think I've told this story in a while, but I was there the night that Dan changed from a sweet little church-going prairie choir boy Mm-hmm. to this man you see before you. And it was the night he smoked weed for the first time. He was never the same. <laughs> he was never <laughs> the same again. <laughs> and he became the down, uh, dirty, <laughs> underworld character you see. That's true, yeah. Dan Duran. Uh, back uh, in the day. I'll tell you, if you're, since we're talking about wrestling, so years later, we all worked in Calgary and got to know the Hart family, the famous wrestling family who produced Bret Hart, one of the greatest WWE wrestlers of all time. But if you're in, in the wrestling world in Canada, the Hart family, Stu Hart was the patriarch of this. They should do, like, there's a great series. Like, you know, watching Succession or Gemstones, there's a family, and I'm sure that somewhere there's... Mm-hmm. A series in that, but I remember meeting Ed Whalen for the first time, and he was the. I was going to ask, yeah. yeah. I remember he was working at uh, whatever that cluster was that had you know CJ ninety two and such. But mm-hmm. I remember meeting him for the first time, then calling my mother and saying, "I met Ed Whalen, mm-hmm. the announcer from Stampede Wrestling." Mm-hmm. You know, on some level, it's still a thing, eh? Like, oh yeah, I think on Sportsnet three sixty, well, like a big thing. Fred is yeah. huge. It's yeah. massive. Wrestling still, because yeah. I know MMA sort of pushed everything to the background, including boxing, but um, the wrestling thing, yeah. It's, uh, I don't get it, but. It's like soap operas for dudes, I feel like. Like, those who are in it, I have friends, like our friend uh, Stu Stone is a big wrestling guy, and, and, and they just love the, like, the soap opera values or whatever that they follow yeah. these storylines. They yeah. love it. They love it. Like, they, they just gobble it up. Go to live yeah. events, watch on TV. It's is there still like, like yeah. is there still small pockets, uh, yes. little tiny operations? Because yep. there used to be like like Stampede Wrestling was one of them, but you know every region in North America seemed to have something like that going on, right? Yeah, there is actually. Uh, I was talking to a guy from Kingston who said there's like a little Kingston circuit, and yep. he was participating in that. Mm-hmm. So all over the place, there's these little wrestling like, uh, last time i was in mexico city it's huge down there but they dress up down there right yeah the leads what yeah. are they called cucha libras the yeah what is that nacho uh, that. nacho libra is one of the great jack uh, black movies yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's great like we went on the i think it was a saturday night and we walked into the arena like it was a hockey game in toronto and families yeah. and people going crazy and it was uh, interesting. That's what they should do uh, when the mm-hmm. Leafs get to the Stanley Cup. They should change the playoff rules so that if there's a tie, you have to wrestle each other after the yeah. third period. <laughs> um, let's celebrate, shall we? By the way, the okay. uh, soap opera for dudes is a great way to describe wrestling. I love that. I'm going to steal it. Um, all the people uh, this week that put in the, uh, the phrase love pants on our Facebook page and other social areas. All the people that qualified with Dewar, the world's most comfortable pants, presenting the world's most comfortable Valentine's contest. Uh, Mike Boone, our producer, will announce uh, the winner of this week's uh, prize, a fabulous pair of Dewar pants. Michael, 
And this gentleman has the most appropriate surname. I'm so excited. So randomly chosen from that Facebook post, the Doer Pants winner is Gord Goodfellow. Aw, Gord. Must be a good fellow. He is a good fellow. Gord Goodfellow, our first winner. Gord is now one of three qualifiers to be in for our final draw. Uh, just after Valentine's Day for a pair of fireside denims, all weather denims, a t-shirt, a toque, and a scarf from Doer, doer.ca, where you can actually put in the uh, promo code LOVEPANTS as well and get 15% off. There you go. Thanks, Mike. Uh, okay, dude, what about some uh, movies and shows we should be watching? Okay. Uh, have either of you seen, any of you three seen the movie Being the Ricardos? Yes. Um, Yes, love. Oh, it. you've all seen it. Okay, yeah, we talked yeah. about it like a while ago. You ever heard this show? It's on every morning. <laughs> I'm late to this party. I just watched it on the weekend, and a, yeah, a, I'm thinking, what, what a great job by Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem. And then I'm thinking, Fred would like eat this up like candy because that behind the scenes, I love Lucy stuff is just great. Yes, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay, and that's an Aaron Sorkin joint, too, and you can tell mm-hmm. with the uh, dialogue. That yeah, it's Sorkin, I, and that's uh, what sort of drew me in. I love the Aaron Sorkin stuff, and mm-hmm. I, I found the uh, the history of yeah. Ricky Ricardo, you know, how he invented that type of sitcom, the idea of reruns, all that table read stuff, but we, mm-hmm. we sort of talked about it and really enjoyed it. Okay, I'm late to that party. That's fine. Uh, and there's a show. Uh, maybe I'm also late to this party because I've been watching this show for years. But the theme song to this cartoon on Netflix is Come and Get Your Love by Redbone. And because I kicked oh. out the jams with Freddie P, mm-hmm. I know that's his favorite song of all time. Still my ringtone. Yeah. yeah. What okay, show are yeah. you talking to? What are you talking about? Uh-huh. This show is a, a Bill Burr show called F is for Family. Yeah, love it. Mm. it Okay, so you've seen it. So I was thinking, Fred, you should try because it's like it's all about the seventies. Yeah, okay. uh, you know what, Mike? I gave it a season. I liked it. Um, okay, I, I uh, it's not um, you know Shakespeare, but it's uh, like a kind of a fun guilty pleasure. Lots of f bombs yeah. and great acting in it, and that jam there. So that me. came along, by the way, before Big Mouth, which is Nick Kroll and John Mulaney and Maya Rudolph. And I will tell you, I thought Big Mouth was better than that. But if you if you like Bill Burr, and I do. Uh, F is for, uh, what is it called again? F is for? F is for family. F is for family. It, it is very good. Available where? Netflix. Netflix. Okay. Right. Yeah. But I would tell you, of the two of those, I'd watch Big Mouth first. Big Mouth. Have you gotten into that, Mike? Uh, I did. Well, my kids love, my teenage, well, one yeah. of them's not a teenager anymore, but my older two kids love that show. And yeah, I so do watch mine. them. But F is for family, I think, is more for somebody who remembers, like, being in the 70s rec rooms with their buddies and, and, and yeah. listening to Redbone. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. that's a... Uh, a boomer show. Yeah, yeah okay. no, I'll check that out. That's, again, why I love The Wonder Years. I mean, he's exactly my age in that show, and just, man, makes your mind race watching that show. So I will check Try that out. Check it out. Check it out. I have a recommendation. Yes, stand around, everybody. Hey, if you're interested, uh, the uh, Boba Fett is on uh, Disney right now. Yeah. And uh, before that, there was The Mandalorian. Now, Mandalorian is a little bit better than Boba Fett, in my opinion. But there is a uh, special episode of Disney Gallery called Star Wars The Mandalorian, which is about the -the behind-the-scenes stuff about how they did Mandalorian. And the same stuff uh, is uh, John Favreau is in charge of this one, too. So I'm sure they're using the same technology. It discusses how they made it with this. Uh, uh, it's basically a room of video monitors. So the LED plasma or LED screens they've put everywhere in this 
this dome and then created uh, all these scenes. So when the actors are acting, instead of a green screen, they're in front of actual scenes. And it's amazing how they, uh, they put it all together. I'd recommend that. I think Pim Fuse, both Buffett, uh, he plays for the Blue Jays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. I like that one. That mm. I don't joke. even get it. Oh, Bo Bichette. Sure. Huh? What's his name? Bo Bichette. Oh, good. It's a good one. Bo Bichette. Yeah, it's Boba happening Fett. in Toronto. His name is Bo Bichette. He's probably the best baseball player going. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, next to Vladdy. <laughs> sorry. It's fucking the Blue Jays. Are they playing right now? Then I don't care. <laughs> They're locked um, out right now. Uh, the Mandalorian, yeah, though, true. Dan, I, we, Dan and I have talked about this because we love the sci-fi world and geeking out about this. Yeah. I was not really that into that series, to be honest with you. I know, I know I gave it a shot. I just didn't quite grab me. And this whole Boba Fett world, I have no interest in it at all. Um, but I'll I give it a shot because you've recommended it. And you and I like to watch space stuff blow up. Yeah. What you describe, though, in that dome, unless you know the story behind it, if I'm watching it today, do I even know that that's what's going on? Like, uh, You probably wouldn't know. No. Yeah. So it's a technical no. guy's thing. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like the, it's, it's the first time it was really ever done, and now more and more stuff is being done this way just because they... Where, is, where does Boba Fett get the time to do that? Because he's <laughs> playing for the Jays, camp. yeah. Oh it's my almost God. training camp. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's, he's got it's lots of time. Achievers, yeah. right? Yeah, achievers. Yeah. People what is he, like, uh, like a pitcher or something? Or a... no. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what is he's, he? an what in, he's an infielder, Dan. I know you guys are laughing it, it up, but I got news for you. I'm, you know, I'm a pretty aware guy in the world of sports. I keep track of stuff, and I've never heard of the guy, so obviously. Wow. Howard, stop. You're stop. not paying very close attention. Well, I should be paying more attention, then. Yeah. <laughs> He's not a fringe player. This is a, an no. all-star. Yeah. yeah. All right. Although Vladdy's better. I'm taking Vladdy's the best. I think. Well, Bo's I'll tell you what. They, there's no no one's as good as the Hanky. <laughs> Terminator. <laughs> Terminator. No one's guy. replacing Hanky. <laughs> is anyone replacing Hanky? And there's something about an aqua velva man. Hmm? You don't okay. remember the, all those ads? There's something oh, yeah. about an aqua velva man. And that's Hanky? Come out of the... Come out of the uh, bullpen. Right. Let's talk about next week, fellas, because I'm getting tired and it's cold in here again. Um, when I was a kid, I was on Yon Street one day and I saw a guy drink a bottle of Aqua Velva. It was oh sickening. my god! Yeah, is that true or is that like an urban? Uh, myth? No, absolutely true, Howard. Right, it's disgusting. Yeah. Um, right next right, week. Are you ready uh, for the lineup? Let's look at next week's lineup of fine, and then of course Boone's. Just stick around after because I got to talk to you about uh, some guest. Um, Guest bookings. Yeah, I will stick around. And we should just warn people, though, after next week, there's one week off before you're back at a new start time. Which yeah, is, uh, well, we can talk about that next Thursday. But we are basically, yeah, as, of, as of February, we're going to be doing the show. Uh, really, uh, there's not that many new shows in February. We're taking a couple of weeks off. You know why? Because we're 127 years old between us. That's why. But not two weeks in a row. We'll just say we'll no. take it a week off, doing two weeks, and then doing a week. And those, yeah. we'll do a couple of weeks where it won't be the seven thirty a.m. Uh, start time. It'll no. be ten a.m. because you're in California. Yes, sir. Which will be exciting. Okay, so next week, Monday, Chris Dingman. Uh, anyone who's a fan of the NHL knows the name Chris Dingman. He was a he was a pugilist. What's the term? Uh, a goon. Some people would say that's an enforcer. 
an enforcer. There's the word I'm looking for. And he's going to talk, tell his tale about, uh, you know, his life in the NHL and uh, post-NHL. And Chris Dingman's our guest on Monday. Does he support the trucking protest as well? <laughs> you know, I'm clo- I think truckers are amazing. I actually have a client that's a trucking company, and I, I think truckers are awesome. And I think this movement's been co-opted by racists, anti-Semitic people, and anti-vaxxers. These are not hard truckers. Yeah, the well, anti-Semitic saying- people are just, they're just looking for an excuse to mm-hmm. pop up every so often. I saw on CBC, they were showing a couple of guys in a, I don't know, in a, a, a pickup truck that were part of this thing, and they had symbols, like a, oh, they yeah. had that star that the... Yeah, the uh, yellow anti- star, the Holocaust yeah. star. I mean, this is fucking gross. Yeah. There was somebody overheard a woman saying, looking at the convoy, going, oh, look, no immigrants. I guess welfare checks are out today. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's this yeah. country. That's Western Canada, Dan. Well, that's yeah. that movement, which is why I don't... That's why I call it a... Well, yeah, a, this has nothing to do with trucking, Mike. We were talking oh, about that earlier in the show. Uh, so that is uh, Monday, Chris Dingman. Tuesday, the uh, alien guy says he's going to okay, be with so us. The, the UFO guy, guy. We're giving him one more shot because we're good people. Uh, and he swears he's got a, he's going to prove that there's aliens. And he's a filmmaker, an interesting guy. So Patrick Cutler... Can't wait to see the pictures. Paul Rosen is on. Uh, you remember this guy's a, uh, he was the oldest person to win a gold medal in the uh, Paralympic Games. And he's got such an inspiring story. And he's also, I'm sure he's listening right now. He's also, as bonus points for him, is that he's a huge Humble and Fred fan. Paul Rosen. Well, that's unusual. <laughs> a unique man. <laughs> yes. it's an exclusive club. He's obviously it's an exclusive deep dive and he's with somebody taste. that loves this show. Mm-hmm. Here's a name from your past. You ready? Do you remember the name Jackie Delaney? Yes, of course. Oh, yes. So Jackie left, similar to that Megan Edwards story. She got out of radio and now, and there's some controversy because she was working with Andrew Shear and she's a very outspoken person uh, who works with the Conservative Party and she's going to be our special guest on Thursday. What's the spin? Well, she, well, A, she's in, like, what happened to Jackie Delaney? She was a radio personality that most of your listeners know. And mm-hmm. then she, 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 there, she was in the news for uh, having to be sort of booted as Andrew Shear's PR person because of some uh, outspoken views on different subjects, which she's not ashamed to share. And she's still now working like in the communication side of politics uh, mm-hmm. to the right. And has some uh, interesting. Views, I think I worked. I worked with her more than. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Yeah, yeah no, no. Up. I was going to say I worked with her more than you did. I think I worked with her in that building. I never worked with her. I, well, yeah. So after yeah. you left, uh, she was around. But then when I came back to that building to work at Easy Rock, and then boom, she was around. And then and I had lots of conversations with her. It was interesting for me because she went from talking to me about maybe. You know some radio advice to then next thing you know she pops up and she's the right wing or right i'm certain say conservative spokesperson with some controversy and she'll ha- i'm interested right. to talk to her about the situation that's going on in this country well maybe she can bring a level head to it i mean yeah i remember being around her maybe for a, a short time there yeah but i just i remember her from the fan days because she was a personality yeah. on the fan sports radio but i didn't think she was around like i say i saw her a lot in those boom at ten ten right at ten ten she was there in the yeah. in the building at the same time as me yeah I think yeah because I've been in her presence for something maybe it was yeah. back in the and and days. and you know yeah. I remember her uh, have sort of fondly we had a good relationship we talked radio and, and I always thought not that she got screwed over but there just didn't seem to be a place for her there and then it's not like Megan Ed- Edward Ed- Edwards uh, no I meant that she she left the industry. she left the industry yeah there. and um. 
Yeah, she didn't think she was getting ahead in radio, so she actually decided to leave and get another job. Yeah. And it worked out for her. But she had had a pretty solid career here, definitely different than our other guests. Um, and she's not she's not anti-vax, but she's very mm-hmm. anti, you know, vaccine mandates. And, and sure, of course, well, because they all have the solution. Not. So if we don't have vaccine mandates. I guess we just run willy nilly into the into the <laughs> society. And again, I, I know we got to go. But what what is what does mandate mean? Like, did she mean in a restaurant? Because we don't have nobody in this country is being forced to get a vaccine if they don't want one. There are no, consequences no, no, if you don't. Huh? She's like, for example, and I'm not I'm not on her side, but she would be saying, you know, there are people. People who to keep their job have to get vaccinated. Yeah. Oh, so that's what she means by yeah. mandate. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, but there's also, and I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a, uh, a driving license mandate oh, that uh, you know they put into effect a while ago, where if you want to drive a car, you have to have a license. Yeah. And again, it's the same thing. You t- they talk about freedom of choice. Yeah, you have a choice. You don't have to get the vaccine. But no, I know. That's why they're, I love the fact that they're calling these fucking people uh, driving across uh, Canada in January. There's a great idea. They're calling them the freedom convoy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because our freedoms. Nobody has to get a vaccine. It's just if you don't, there's certain things Listen, you can't do now. You don't have fucking to do, live with it. Nobody has to do anything. For instance, yeah. if you're keeping track. <laughs> On our Facebook uh, broadcast this week, I've worn the same sweatshirt three days in a row. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I, yeah, well, I did. I put it on today because I'm just cold. But it's warm, but It's right? not against your skin, so it doesn't count. It's cold, and I wore it. I just realized this morning I was going to say, should I, I just say to myself, do I, should I change my sweatshirt for the no? No. I came up with No. I just want. Yeah, I never. Water. I never noticed. Now, now that you no, but I did. Laugh, I sort of laughed. I thought. I wonder if anyone would ever pick up on the fact that I'm wearing the same thing now every day. Hey, quick question: Would a guy like Mike Muzzin hop in his pickup truck and join that convoy when it comes through? Toronto? I don't have the answer to that question, Mike. No one it's does. An open, just thought. The thought. Anyhow, thanks to everyone for a great week. Uh, Dan Duran, the uh, available. Uh, Dan Duran sent me some nice pictures of his snow hut. Or his fort that he did? <laughs> Snow fort, yeah. Snow That's what fort. I'm making. What are you making? You're making a bar? It looks like some crop circles that you sent me. Yeah. Well, one's going to be a bar. I'm shaping it into the bar today. Yes. Or we who's going to use the bar? Myself. Uh, Lisa's birthday's on the weekend. Aw, Lisa. Oh, How's Lisa's black eye that you gave her? Allegedly. Right. By yeah, mistake. That. Yeah. She, uh, she, she's not mad at me anymore for that. Well, she never was mad at me. Who could be mad at you, you sweet angel? But it was, you know, I just felt bad all the time. Of course you did. I dropped my phone, in case you didn't hear Mike, I dropped my phone on her face. Yeah, that old, you know, that happens every day. (laughs) Just in the right spot, uh, right above her eye. But it matches if she uses eyeshadow. Mm. uh, She can make a wonderful, uh, you know, makeup routine, and it should be one of those TikTok videos. Mm-hmm. So one of your bars guy. is for that. What's the other snow hut for? Well, the other is uh, is going to be what's what uh, I, I've just learned the term Quincy, which is basically uh, a pile of snow which you hollow out inside and you can sit or lay down or whatever. I'm trying to make mine big enough so I can have a little snow bench in there. And in the windy days, you can go in there and hang out. On a, you know, if you're as you're walking or skating <laughs> by. I'm so happy for you. I really yeah. Somebody, somebody <laughs> yeah. on the lake uh, took took their uh, ATV uh, with a blade on the front and, uh-huh. and created a big trail from one end of the lake to the other. And you can skate on that trail. Okay, so how like, big is this thing that people go in? 
Uh, it's going to be about uh, <laughs> 10 feet across and about 9 feet high. I used to love that show when wow. I was a kid. Quincy. Um, he was a medical examiner, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> or Jack Klugman, yeah. Jack Klugman! A name that's not been said out loud this year until just now. Right. I often think... Are we the only people on the earth right now that are talking about Jack Klugman's television show? I think we are. Um, it was Monday, one I'll, of the earlier uh, earlier autopsy shows or, yes. or, or corner shows, right? Um, by the way, Monday, I'll, I'll tell you about this package I got from the Ontario government asking me for some of my poo. I thought that was interesting. I had a poo request from the government. Really? Like oh, yeah. random? No. I don't think oh. it's random, but I, I didn't know. Every two years, I, you got to give. I think, poop. yeah, yeah, you got to give up some uh, duty for the government. So the you government, do. I don't. Well, I'm just. I'll show you. I got the poop package. Have. Well, you That's should get weird. one. Wow. Ontario Health, confidential to be opened by addressee oh. only. <laughs> well, if they want it from me, they're going to have to take it in liquid form. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. They're going to have to send you. A, they have to send your house a thermos. Here, <laughs> Fred, fill this up. Fred, did you ever watch a show called The Shulman File on City TV? Yes. Okay, so that gentleman, Morty Shulman, I actually know his daughter, but Morty Shulman is the inspiration behind uh, that Quincy MD show. Is he related to Dan Shulman? Uh, who knows? Maybe. I'm well, sure you know what? That's a good question, Howard. I think there might be a connection there. Actually, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. Well, you know, all, all those people that. are related somehow. You know, mm-hmm. all the showmen. <laughs> His daughter is uh, Dr. Diane Sachs, who was the uh, environmental commissioner for Ontario. Of course, y'all got of course rid of that. Meant, she's doing well. She getting into medicine. Uh, all right, Mike Boone, uh, Toronto Mike uh, podcast, uh, fantastic, and of course Hebsey Man. Thanks very much. Watch Hebsey. On sports, 9 a.m. on Fridays, he puts it all together live on his YouTube channel and another uh, podcast friend of the program. And uh, thank you, Dan Duran, for what you do. And uh, if you would just be kind enough maybe to say goodbye for everyone. I will do that. That would be great. This episode right now? Yeah, as soon as the music starts, you just do your thing. Well, I heard it start in the I know, because I had to put something else down because I don't have enough monitors. Because you don't have a mouse. <laughs> Stop fighting! <laughs> this episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Gig Sky, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Health Gauge, Canna Cabana, GoDaddy, and our newest sponsor, Menscaped, making balls cleaner and more streamlined for that extra special new ball sheen. I'm Dan Duran, and I have polished balls. By the way, he's talking about his own, not others. <laughs> What's going on in that quince of yours? Destination, a little up the road from the habitations of the towns we know. A place we saw the lights turn low, the jigsaw jazz and the get fresh flow. Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts, two turntables and a microphone. Bottles and cans, or just clap your hands, or just clap your hands. Where's that?